If you're searching for a wrestling podcast that's filled with fun, this is definitely David Boy Smith's yeah, finest fucking moment. He goes, he fell on his ass. He <laughs> <laughs> fell on his ass. A couple of haters. A couple of haters. Couple haters. <laughs> wrestling nostalgia. I will take you back to May 26th. 1996. It was a stormy night. <laughs> the wind was howling. <laughs> Latest pro wrestling news and rumours. We've heard about the situations between WWE, Sasha Banks and Naomi. And hilarious tangents. Oh, what the Let's fuck? give not tangent off. No Samoan <laughs> spikes. Yeah. <laughs> Then look no further. Join your hosts, James, Stu, and Johnny, and subscribe to Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of Top Turnbuckle Podcast with me, Stu. I'm Mary Poppins. (laughs) Okay, Mary Poppins, and I am James. At least it's not Johnny Big Meat this time. Large Meat, you right? Large Meat, sorry. Large in charge. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome back. We're back for another episode. Um, this time, uh, we shall be talking our t- top three matches from the fabulous world of sport. We've gone retro for one. We have indeed. Our best and worst moments from uh, No Mercy 1999. Yep. And also, we shall be reviewing... Bottom. Indeed we will be. And with that all being said, hello mate. Oi oi geezer. What's up man dem? I didn't even know what we were doing. (laughs) We're going. I do hope you've got a lovely cup of Rosie Lee on the go as this brass monkey's out there. (laughs) Bob's your uncle, tickety boo. Cool blimey governor, in it bruv. Maybe it's in my knob. Now you may be wondering. <laughs> We've gone back to bed, north and broomsticks again, have not we? You may be wondering why are you talking like you're working down Dagenham Market, <laughs> apples and pears. <laughs> well, the reason is because we are talking all things England. Welcome to England. There we go. Well, yeah, oh, okay. Very good. Hey, I'll tell you what, you've lost me completely. Lost the thing is, we, we don't rehearse, which no. is so funny, because when Johnny actually did it, me and Stu thought he was fucking talking to us. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I looked at you, because so I, I, I thought he was talking to you to start with. So did I. I thought he had a seizure. like halfway through it. <laughs> Johnny Large Meat's wasting away. <laughs> oh. So, whose pick was it last time, anyway? It was mine. It was yours. It I wasn't was too mine. sure. Yes. I mean, would you like to tell us um, why you picked these? Why did I pick these? Yeah, um, Make it throw it out there differently. I, I don't know. Put it on spot now. Spice it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, bring it on home. Yeah, why not? Yes, I think I think the reason was is because there's been a lot of uh, UK-based wrestling yes. promotions coming yeah. over, isn't yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, we had money in the bank over here. We've got AEW coming over shortly. Oh, yeah. uh, it's all going on. It is on this side of the pond. Yeah, and we are going to AEW All In. Well, me and Stu are. Yeah, and enjoying. we have recently just procured some tickets to go to. 
WWE Live. You have? Yeah. You'll get yours. Yeah, I'm having a few problems. I, I managed to get tickets and I paid for the tickets and then I had an email saying that the tickets were no longer on sale and I had a refund. I think the biggest Ooh. problem with it is those... Just... I won't say what the site is, just uh, in case this blows oh, up think, this I podcast. Think, yeah. I think everyone knows what site that is. <laughs> but this certain site, and we all know there's been a lot going on with ticket touts and stuff at the moment in the news, this certain site would only let you buy in even numbers. Mm. I tried to buy all three of us a ticket and it wouldn't let me. I think Johnny tried to buy mm. one. I tried to buy one. And, and it wouldn't let him buy one. Him buy one. You had to buy two... Four, six, or eight. Did it give you a full refund? Well, it's still going through. Right, so, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring them up. If it's the ones I think it is, yeah, I had that with gig tickets, and uh, they wouldn't give me a refund. They made me put them on back up for sale. But even then, I'd, I wouldn't get the full price for it. No, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I will be tracking them down and seeing what we can be done. Hopefully yeah. suffering. Give him a spanking. Oh, spanking. <laughs> oh. Yes, also, um, I will be performing uh, Big Daddy from the UK World of Sport. We cannot be moved in the style of Chaz and Dave. <laughs> and I put a poll up a while back uh, for the next song, and it ended up being William Regal's A Real Man's Man. And I will be doing this in the style of Barry White... And I think it was the pick that you chose. Yeah. Um, Barry yeah. Uh, was the it? Love Walrus. Yes. Pretty... Did you pick that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put two picks out, actually. One was the Love Walrus, Barry White, and the other one was Mika. Yes, I'm going <laughs> to... Which my awesome little sister went, yes! <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they will be um, performed at some point today. Yeah. Yes, I'm intrigued at how you're going to do man's man because there's like it's, it's, there's not there's no hooks to it. Right? There. Um, I, I've, I have done it a couple of times. I don't think it's going to live up to previous editions, oh, Mr. Ass. Yes, uh, and James Blunt. But I'll give it a go, and we will see what happens. Well, you've never peaked, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> they only get better. Bear in mind, this is someone who dreaded this segment every time when we started it. I, I now say, love it. It's my favourite it one. Is. And I must say, Johnny has done something new in the Facebook group, which oh, yeah. is uh, a trivia question. And if you win, you get a drawing from Johnny of your profile picture, <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> I'm not very no, good That's fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was excellent. I'm using an app to do the drawing as well, so... Um, yeah, yeah. Don't think you're going to get a prize, yeah. a real prize. Yeah, my favourite thing, Johnny, is when you did the drawing, and the guy put a comment underneath. Well, going, win. Yeah, what did I win? <laughs> a real bad drawing. <laughs> there you go. Oh. You could feel the disappointment oh, coming through yes. my phone screen. That was, well, they yeah. are always lucky. Usually, our prizes are very, very uh, good. Yes, very true. Very true. But this is even better. I think so. Yeah. I yeah. might enter just to get one done. Yeah. I was thinking about this actually. Like, to make sure we know, like, people are actually listening to us and get involved. Like, everybody listen to us. But just to make sure you are listening, if you go on the page and you write, oh, I, I, I heard a think of something, but you write it on the page. Get off me, not. 
it off me knob or um, I haven't given James a compliment yet James loves Goldberg yes or um, yeah <laughs> one of those yeah. will do yeah I was trying to think either get off me knob and it's got to be me knob oh, get off me knob Goldberg yeah yes right go on Facebook right now as you're listening to this not later not tomorrow because you'll forget right now and I will send you personally a gift okay I will send you I know what it's going to be we don't want like you know just one person and then loads of people putting coins (laughs) I want to see our Facebook page spammed Yes. We've get off me knob Goldberg. Yeah, get <laughs> off me knob Goldberg. If we Listen, can do this, I'll even draw that picture and I'll just, add that as a gift as well. Actually, put it as a hashtag. Hashtag get off me knob Goldberg. Get off me knob Goldberg. I'm going to put yes. that on Twitter tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it would be personally nice if we could get a little bit more interaction in the Facebook group, yeah. guys, uh, especially on the wrestling thing. I know it's really interesting to find out what everyone's jobs are and put about 100 comments. Yeah, I it, enjoyed that. It, it, would actually, it. <laughs> it would actually be nice if SparkBot and normal general <laughs> questions don't get all of the attention and some of the wrestling questions <laughs> actually do. I love the fact that um, Dan Cox went heel for it. Oh, yeah, he's put to you... Oh, it's uh, brilliant. What the fuck has he got to do with you? What's he got to do with you? Fair play, man. Fair play. That was oh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> how we all been, anyway? Yeah, all right. Good. Yeah. All right. I'm tired. We're doing all right. Yeah. Still here. Still here, yes. Still here, just tired. Follow-up from the last one. I did become a scout leader. Hey. <laughs> was that in the last pub? Yes, I, I brought was, it up yes. and I was being sp- talked into doing it. And I thought, I'm going to own it. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get every single badge I could find. And I'm going to just own it. Wrestle all the kids. He's, you know. I don't think you're supposed to earn the badges, though. Oh, I'm going to earn the He's been ripping them off the kids. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as they come in with a new badge, he rips it off and yeah. Pritch sticks it onto his own. I went to one last night. We had a massive water fire. And I'm having more fun than the kids are. <laughs> and I had 100 water balloons. And I was throwing them at the kids. I've got fucking some, assault. It is. I've got some kid <laughs> right in the dick. Bang! Right in the dick. Bang! Oh. We at Top Turnbuckle Podcast did not <laughs> condone the abuse of children Do with not. water balloons. Blown, in the dick. Blown. He just assaulted <laughs> all the children, Johnny. Oh, that's my badge. Ross you, in the dick. you may want to change your name after this episode's gone out. Oh. <laughs> Johnny Largemeat is now going to be an official name for you. And speaking of official names, I know you said this earlier, but I, we've already uh, congratulated James on his um, his recent passing in for his Open University degree. But I'd like to say on the podcast, well done, mate. Thank you. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. And we still want you to uh, introduce yourself in the I next episode. I don't know it. I <laughs> you have need to, to do it next got, episode. Right, you've got to get that sorted. Yeah, a lot of t- t- truth. A lot of fucking blood, sweat, and tears went into that fucking. Oh, we know, man. we know. <laughs> right, fair play to you, man. You've done well. Yeah. It's giving you a glow about yourself. Really? You Gave looking, Johnny a raging hard on. More you, than you was looking well, Peng. Peng. <laughs> peng. What's Peng? It's um, an English term for. It was um, years ago. It was more was used like to like you know when Only Wise Essex was really in. Yeah. Was it? They were going like, "You're fucking Peng, mate." You were Peng, wet road man. Yeah. It's when I was working at Asda, oh. they used to be like these young lads who fucking That's watched that. Oh. Do you know what I mean? They watched it like religiously and they used to use all them fucking words. Nice oh. to go, what the fuck are you talking about? 
I'll give you a compliment every episode, so there you go, you're paying. Thank you. Oh, Thank you right, speaking of dumb shit like that, right. Um, so I met up last night, this has just reminded me, and I said I would talk about this very briefly at the beginning, and I'm glad I didn't mention it to either of you two to start with, because I genuinely want to hear your reaction. So I met up with uh, Will Dodd, one of our good listeners, and Kyle, who does all our uploading. Yeah, thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've never you. met you, but I feel like I know you, so I'm always oh, yeah. sending those advice uh, <laughs> <laughs> across so, Dropbox. So we, we were sat in the Prince of Wales, out in the, out in the beer garden, having a drink, having a chat, this, that, and the other. And a group of kids that came, and they were kids. I, I genuinely felt like Smith's Toy Store had just kicked out, and you know they just marched into a fucking pub. And um, so the group of them were sat on the far right-hand side of us, and our heads just kind of went down here again. Oh, God. Because it was a lot of like, bruv, yeah, yeah, yo, bruv, did it. And I'm like, oh, mate, shut up, just shut up. Because that, that does, uh, it's, this is an age thing, I know so it's an age fucking thing. fucking cast. It is ridiculous. <laughs> and then one of them turned around to his mate and said, yo, bruv, you, you, or if you had a pair of specs on, right, you, you'd look like that killer, that serial killer, isn't it? Uh, Edward. And in the background, one of his mates, deadly serious, he went, what, scissorhands? He was a killer. Oh, yeah, he did kill someone. He killed someone out the window, no, didn't he? No, it was an accident, wasn't it? It was an accident. Yeah. He never killed anyone. He fell out the back. Yeah, but, right. yeah. Right. I know what you're talking about. But, and his, his mate went, nah, oh, no, I don't think that's him. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Dharma. How the fuck do you get confused between Edward Scissorhands and Jeffrey Dharma? I don't know. Edward Dharma. Right. That even hurt my head when you said Dharma and you started with Edward. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? Right, one's dressed in black PVC and got fucking nice yeah. rands. And, um, you know, scissors for rands. And um, the other one was one of the most prolifically disturbed fucking serial killers of uh, the 20th century. Played by Johnny Depp. Play, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, best thing I, the best thing that's happened to me with a young lad, right, uh, at work, yeah, is one of them come over to me once and I won't say where I was well I already fucking have who's that stuff yeah other supermarkets are available and he come down to I was working I I worked on process and he fucking come down to me and he went excuse me uh, James like that so I mean this was a fit bastard right it's proper like only ways fit I felt it fit you're obsessed, Johnny. <laughs> like, like a fucking... He's a uh, sexual predator, is Johnny. This, this fucking Run guy, like, he didn't know anything, and I mean nothing. And it was like, sometimes sometimes you laughed because you thought he was joking. Come down to me and he went, James, he went, what's a tangerine? He was working on the fucking pro, uh, produce aisle. Right, and he brought the bloke with him, and I went, you fucking burk. I said, I'm so sorry, mate. And I walked up the other side. No, I was like, I was like, don't say that in front of him. And he went, what do you mean? I said, I said, I'll tell you this now. I said, that's really fucking thick. I said, you're on the produce aisle and you don't know what tangerine is. And I said, well, what's the clementine? You said, I don't know. And Apple, I said, right, fuck off. <laughs> tangerine. I had a waitress years ago that asked me what sort of animal a pork was. A pork. Oh, sorry, not a pork, a gammon. A gammon. That was it. What sort of animal is a gammon? Oh, it was pig. It's pork. So, oh, is it not a separate animal? For his hamster, wasn't what, it? What? What are you on about? I could name it. Uh, I really could name it, but I can't because it's just cruel. So, so, well, is gammon not an animal then? Like, no. 
No. No, it's not. No, it's, it's a cut of meat from an animal. Is it? Yeah, mate. Sorry to ruin that for oh. you, you know. Um, yeah, she, uh, I, I might have just, you know, tried to explain quantum physics or something to her. Gammon. Because it was like, you sure there's not an animal called a gammon? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure there isn't. It was a front wall, though, mine is dead. James, your dog's trying to eat my frogs. Sorry. James's little pup is just actually. Yeah, I've just had my groin attacked by a chihuahua. Right in the dick. Stop. He's only a pup, Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Shall we get on now we've had our first tangent out of the way then? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's right. go for it. Um, shall I give us a little brief history of World of Sports? Yes, mate. Yes. So, from January the 2nd, 1965 to September the 28th, 1985, over here in the United Kingdom, ITV ran a British wrestling television series known as World of Sport Wrestling. They did. It was hosted by Dickie Davis. It was. And ran for 1,067 episodes. And Dickie Davis was actually a mega famous commentator. He actually did the football. He did, yeah. Yeah. So at 4pm on a Saturday afternoon, more or less everything stopped. Families would sit down on their sofas or favourite armchair to watch the wrestling. The next door neighbour, the favourite aunt and everyone's granny would cheer the good guys and boo the baddies. My my great grand used to absolutely love it. She thought it was real. Yeah. Uh, she wouldn't have it that, you know, because I used to like, like WWF at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wouldn't have it that it wasn't real. She was like, British wrestling was real. Yeah. And they really took it seriously. Oh, yeah. If you look and watch any of the old school stuff back, the front row is just grannies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're Ang- the worst ones for getting up. Yeah. Swinging their handbags yeah. and swearing. Yeah. Uh, some of the legends that were well known are Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks, Kendo Nagasaki, Johnny Saint, Marty Jones. A few others that started their career there or travelled over were Bret Hart, Aaron Hart, Finley, William Regal, the Dynamite Kid, and Kamala. Yep. Oh, everyone's favourite. Everyone's favourite. And that was before Kamala was Kamala, and I have seen yes. that match. We have talked about that, and I have watched that match now. Yeah, yeah. He was something, he was called something weird, like Tennessee something, or yeah, something like it that. Like, it was very pre-Kamala. Yeah. Guys. But yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. So, who would like to have the first pick? Uh, well, seeing as it was your pick. Okay, I can go. Yeah. Have you drawn a knob on that? No, it does look like a knob. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thinking out loud then, he's just lifting up a piece of paper. It looked like he's drawn a cock and ball bag on it. To be fair, Stu, mate, that is what I'm most proficient in drawing. <laughs> Like a skull, a skull, like, 
if, if I'd have drew that fra, I'd have got a fucking eye. Because I was, that's all I drew on the fucking uh, desks. Right in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> Is this your catchphrase for the day? I or think something? it could well be. Right in the dick. Okay. I couldn't draw nothing else, but I could draw one of them. You could draw a mean cock. Yeah, I mean, I mean Johnson. I remember one time, I remember one time, I don't give a shit. I remember one time I was at school and. I really thought I'm going to go to town today and we said you know when there's a teacher who's a real dust I drew one the whole size of the table <laughs> it was fucking amazing as you can tell I even wrote cock underneath it just so you knew what it was as you can tell listeners we excelled in education from a young age and got slacker as we got older <laughs> Oh, I don't um, know, I'm a Bachelor of Arts. I mean, I can draw a right. mega brilliant cock. <laughs> <laughs> Smug fucker, drop oh. that in, why don't you? Yeah. Right <laughs> okay, right. I should draw that for my dissertation. It's a massive veiny cock. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give it a hundred. You should set that as a competition. Oh, yeah, it's a competition. Yeah. Draw us a cock. Draw us a cock. Someone send that in to me. I'd probably give Actually, it that. I'd give it no, a snake. Don't just draw a cock. Draw us as cocks. What was the, the question I said about earlier? Goldberg? Uh, get off me knob, Goldberg. Yes. You could draw a massive knob with Goldberg got it and he's grabbing hold of it. Get off me knob, get Goldberg. Me there we go. Look at that. Proper there we go. Right in the dick. <laughs> okay. Get on with it. Right. So, my first pick. I'm going to take you back to the 2nd of May, 1983, to Walthamstow, London, the place that gave us rap grimized Lethal Bizzle. I thought you were going to say you 17 then. And also... Oh, look at that. He called it. <laughs> yes. EastEnders star Ian Beale and those bad boy pop icons, East 17. And also the apex of fucking greyhound racing yes Walthamstow Stadium I've never been I did I did I went no never been it's amazing I think it's been knocked down now yeah yeah. so this place this is also the place that held the Dynamite Kid versus Marty Jones I've got this have you got this yes oh okay right guess what Um, what I haven't (laughs) (laughs) Um, shall I go and then you fill me in <laughs> or should we do it together oh. do you know what Johnny I'll tell you what's fantastic about what, when you do that it always catches me off guard like I can yeah. cope with anything but your campness actually like disturbs me <laughs> <laughs> I have to sit there for like a few seconds and process it in my fucking mind do you know what I mean yeah go ahead right okay um so, Dynamite Kid was returning to the UK after spending some time in Stampede, Calgary. Mike Jones is this guy. He was awesome. He he never made it out of the UK, really. Yeah, um, so, uh, <clears throat> first thing I wanted to talk about when talking about this is Marty Jones. Yes. Because Marty Jones is not known and would not be known outside of Britain. He was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And... When you watch him, he's every bit as good as an American professional wrestler at the time. But he never... he I don't know if he was a stalwart for World of Sport, but he never ventured out. No, right, he never right. went anywhere. No, he didn't. And he was so talented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, match is a simple story. Um, Dynamite starts off, he's all smiles, he's happy, he's a good guy, everything. 
But over the course of the match, he starts to become more of a heel. You have got exactly what I've got. <laughs> now, well, I just want to add something really interesting because what what you get off of this is you get where the world of sport is starting to bleed into American wrestling. Yes. And there's a really fascinating start to this match where Bruce Hart yes. comes out at yeah. the start and no one knows who he is by yeah. the world okay. of sport people. And he comes out as Cowboy Bruce Hart. Yeah. And immediately, they wouldn't know this because this is an American thing. He's got a black hat on for the cowboy and that symbolises bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that Bret Hart was previously a cowboy Bret Hart as well? Yeah. Yeah. And did you notice it took a while for Bruce Hart to come out as well during the match? Yeah, the commentators didn't know what was going on. They said, well, we're supposed to be joined by Bruce Hart, but we don't know what's going on. The one thing that the British commentators done so well with World of Sports, they made this seem like it was a proper sporting event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was never any... Uh, of the entertainment oh my god what a manoeuvre or anything yeah, yeah, like that it was yeah, proper, serious, yeah. like proper commentary sport, sport. yeah uh, yeah carry on you've got exactly what I've got yeah, yeah. Um, so the match <clears throat> is like it starts off as this fun technical encounter and it, it just goes into this heated fight and they're just trying to kill each other yep um, it's a very fast paced match as well Dynamite also plays up, I thought, to um, that he's rarely in the UK anymore. And like he's, he's he does this move where there he goes, he starts playing innocent. He does the diving headbutt off the top rope. You're not allowed off the top rope. No. And, he, um, and yeah, that's where I'm saying. We start to get that bleed of American wrestling where he's come back. I think the commentators at one point say since Dynamite has come back to England he's doubled in size in muscle this yeah, guy's yeah, unrecognisable yeah. and I've heard things about when the hearts have talked about when specifically Davey and uh, Tom Billington went over there and they always referred to him as the skinny British kids yeah yeah that's true I've heard that as yeah. well yeah. Um, uh, and when they come back they come back and they had the more American professional yeah, wrestling yeah yeah look. kind of look about them but the psychology of this match is amazing. It's, as Johnny says, it starts off as if there's total respect and there's a very slight, it gets worse as it goes on, to, so it's evident. There's a very slight turn in dynamite. Yeah. It happens around the first round. I think he either does something after. He does do the a bell ch- or, uh, shot as well. Yeah, at some point in the match. But there's there, at first it's almost like oh that was accidental. Yeah, like yeah. this type of thing. There's respect, mm. but deep down he's playing the hill and yeah. he plays it really well. Oh, definitely, really, really yeah. well. Yeah, I couldn't say any better. Um, no, I've done my, He draws this incredible amount of heat with the um, just the disregard for the UK rules because yeah, he, he'd been there and he'd grown up and started with those UK rules. Um, I ended up just it's a hell of a bout it's, it is, really, it's, it's great. excellent um, yeah. and it's huge props to someone like Marty Jones to turn around and to say like people don't even know Marty Jones who are probably away from uh, the UK or have really watched World of Sport yeah. but Marty Jones is right there with Dynamite throughout this match yeah absolutely right there on a technical level He's so underrated. I don't know. I don't know if you're watching this. I don't know how this guy never made it to America across seas. Yeah. It's when just, I'm watching it, I'm crazy. like, wow. Yeah. 
fantastic match. I'm shocked you've got that. I was so shocked when we you... hadn't actually yeah. spoke about picks beforehand, haven't we, really? But um, yeah, that was great. Yep. Ooh. There we go. Over to me then. Over to you. Uh, one, one more thing I actually want to add about that. Yeah. And, I, and, and some of this goes into the one thing I wrote about this, the match just as we finish, I wrote. Wrestlers nowadays need to sit and watch this. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Because some of the slow build psychology, some of the small intricacies within the match, I mean, the psychology in there, it's not evident mm. straight away. And it's a very slow build. You almost have to watch yeah. very closely to see this going on. And then suddenly you're like, He's acting like a bit of a bastard there. I found it isn't a, just put out there for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I found it with a lot of the old world sport matches. Yes, um, yes. The way they all like, delivered everything about them, they're telling the story and they're working on parts and it's just completely different. Yeah. Psychology and creativity. Yeah, like every single thing about it. One thing was um, like Pete Dunne nowadays yeah. when he works on the things and stuff. Yeah. You see a lot of that back then as well. Yeah, I, I will... Leave that for a minute. Okay. Yep. Good, because my first topic p- picks up from that as well. Okay. Um, mine's actually not from the original World of Sport, but the slightly revamped World of Sport, where it kind of jumped channels, um, and it's from May 21st, 1988. It is Johnny Saint versus Dave Fit- Finley. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't think I've seen this match. It's on YouTube. Four, oh. match- four matches on YouTube. Just to make everyone aware... World of Sport is very, very hard to get hold of mm. now. And if you do want to watch it, you are going to probably have to go to Daily Motion yeah. or yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there is a few DVDs out there. Very but they're few. They're quite hard to get hold of as well. Very few. Yeah, but yeah as you were saying, with the whole um, psychology um, behind this match is... It's it's great. Johnny Saint is playing that um, face character incredibly well. Mm. He knows how to work a crowd. He knows how to work his opponent. Uh, Dave Fit Finley um, is just brilliant as a heel in this. I mean, he solidifies that heel role perfectly. Um, But it is so weird seeing him with a mullet. Yes. Like a proper mullet. <laughs> yeah. It is mad seeing him seeing him as that and obviously how we all remember him and you know uh his later WWE it's and quite WCW funny, days. Stu, because when he first comes to WCW kind of still has it but not as bad. Yeah. He sort of had the more uh oh what's that guy who does the Tamed. Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. More than yeah. that, but he yeah. still had that money, but not as oh, bad. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, the, the match is great. I mean, obviously, we have, have to kind of explain that the world of sport, their matches ran on um, a series of five rounds. Yeah, five yeah. three-minute rounds, and whoever obviously had the three-two advantage would obviously be uh, claimed as the winner. Um, this match is brilliant because it's the interaction between the two. There's Johnny Saint, I believe, at the end of the. Second round um, drops a double knee to Fit Finley's face after the bell, which gets him a warning. And there's yeah. obviously a certain amount of warnings that you can have before you get DQ'd. And um, and they were playing up to this perfectly, absolutely brilliantly. Um, also, just before, and this is just well worth checking out anyway, because I had to go back a couple of times and listen to it, and I definitely heard it right. But just before the... Um, Two minutes into the second round, 
somebody in the background shouts, Tickle is pickle! <laughs> yeah, I think we'll get on to that near the end. Uh, what I love about World of Sport, and it's going to come into one of mine, is the crowd. Oh, brilliant. Because you've got a British crowd in what we now perceive as an American professional wrestling yeah. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird to watch in context. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're... Um the match itself is, as I wrote down in here, it's like an encyclop. Well, it's like an encyclopedia match. Is the the detail and effort that you can see that they've honed their craft with their lock holds, their yeah. grappling moves, their counter moves, their submission moves. Yeah, everything is just done with such ease, simplicity, but it sells it so well. It's like everything's done to like. <clears throat> like if a move's going to be put on they're going to make it look like it actually hurts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. every single thing about I, it I think one of the most amazing things about Johnny Sane is his speed mm. and the way he holds himself he's almost a throwback even though we're talking back old school he's very 1920s 1930s gentleman yeah. in that ring and he has no right to be as technical or as fast as he is mm. for how tall he is and how he holds himself in that ring. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's almost awkward looking. Did anyone notice that? He's with very, Johnny he's very upright. Ch- chest out, shoulders yeah, back. Yeah, very it's, military. It's, I was just about to say that. Yeah. It's very milita- mil- um, militarised kind of stance. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting style. Mm. And yet he'll throw things like drop kicks out of nowhere while in that stance and it's so interesting yeah. to watch it's I find his style and his stance so interesting mm. whenever I watch he's totally different to everybody else yeah, yeah. really is and it was seeing these two pitted against each other because that, that's all I did for the research for this where he would google best matches for world of sport or just went on YouTube and yeah. you know and this I, I sifted through a lot of crap yeah, in all is. honesty, but there was, the, I'd say there's about 60% good, yeah, 40% shite. Yeah, this is one of the best out of the three. This was, as I always do, do mine in order. This is my number three pick, but this was really hard to place with the other two that I've got. Mm. And I'm, I'm kind of looking at it now and I'm wishing I hadn't put it as number three, I wish I put it as number one. <laughs> I but, almost forget you put yours in order. Oh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, it was, it's it's a great match. It really is a great match. I will post a link for it. It's highly, highly entertaining. So there you yes. go. That's my number three. Lovely job. Um, back to you again. Back to me again. Yeah. Okay. Right. My second pick. Now, our next step on the uh, tour of the United Kingdom takes us to Leicester. A city that lies on the River Sour is the site of the Roman town Rote. Ooh. I think that's how you pronounce it. Which was later captured by the Anglo-Saxons and then onto the Vikings. Oh, Ooh, a little bit of history. Oh, yes. oh, here we go. He's changing it up a bit. <laughs> I am indeed. Uh, where was that, Johnny? That was Leicester. Okay. Yes. Leicester. Leicester. So, July 16th, 1977. Jim Brakes battled Vic Faulkner. Mm-hmm. Jim Brakes, in my opinion, is one of the best British wrestlers of all time and a great heel. He's this whiny, cheating little bitch. 
But he is a fantastic worker, he really is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the guy you would see in the corner of any pub who'd say like he had trials for like Man United uh, and he, he's yeah. always there like looking for a fight with anyone. Um, <laughs> I'll use the pillow to get let's sail over to Africa. Yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, Vic Falcon, on the other hand, is this grade A white baby face. Just the crowd loves him. You know, they they love him. Um, this match is actually a rematch from their first match they had. Uh, previously, Jim breaks. He worked Vic Faulkner up so much during the match that Faulkner actually punched him in the face costing him the match and the title um, so this match Jim Brakes is trying to, to cause a repeat and he's trying to work him off work him up work him off work him up and piss him off so much right in the dick <laughs> um, just to, you know it's, it's just he's trying to get a whole repeat of what happened before um, but the good guy wins in the end. Uh, it's a great, intense match. And the grannies were just right involved. Yeah. Yeah, they loved it. I'm so glad that you picked Jim Brakes. Yeah. Uh, recently, I mean, there's there's not a lot that you can actually go and watch. There's not a full library in catalog. But I actually went on, like, into the Jim Brakes rabbit hole. And I started watching all his stuff. I really liked He's him. He's good, yeah. yeah. Really, really liked him. I'd never seen his work before. Mm. I'd heard of him. Yeah. And what he just is for me is just, like, a stalwart workhorse. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Like, someone who they could always depend on. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to say as an average Joe. Right. But someone who is technically always sounds I'm going to give you a great match. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? I really liked his work. I know yeah. very, I know very little about him, but I, I've seen it. Very good. I think there was a couple of matches I saw of his while I was going through YouTube for, yeah. for, for yeah. research. I was yeah. going to give him an honourable mention. Yeah, it's fantastic work. Uh, like I said, he's just. And as you've mentioned, him, rich. I hope. Well, it doesn't really matter if anyone's got this name anyway. There is a fantastic match out there. This nearly made my top three. Certainly my number four. It was Jim Brakes versus Adrian Strait. It was a stunning match. I haven't seen this match. No. Uh, it's really Adrian at his best. Yeah. Uh, he comes on like he's, uh, you know, like proper Amadeus yeah, type right, attire. Right. Yeah. And he has just come back from a trip uh, on like holiday in Africa. Yeah. And he's all tanned up and walking around and all this. And I can't remember what happens. It's either a draw or somehow... Adrian gets disqualified and he walks up and like whispers to the referee at the end and goes the referee actually has to start out for him you know where he says and he says I've just been informed by Adrian Street that if he hadn't been on holiday and not trained he would have absolutely obliterated Jim Brakes and the point breaks out and the end is just funny <laughs> legend absolute legend yeah well, it's over to you again then it's over to me yeah okay my next match actually features mine features Johnny Sane as well and I really wanted to talk about the other guy within this match because this guy really was a stalwart of world of sport Mm. it's Johnny Sane versus Mick McManus has anyone heard of Mick McManus yes I was going to pick one of the matches actually so Mick McManus is the most 
British middle-aged man of the 1970s, you can possibly imagine. If you can imagine an old geezer down the pub who has used black hair dye yeah. to yeah. cover his grey back in the 70s, and it's like boot polish black, and he's sitting there with a pint of beer. Yeah. Because this... With a jug. Mick, yeah, Mick... Not a pint glass, a Mick jug. Mick McManus <laughs> looks like he has no right to be in that room. Right, yeah, yeah. And him and Johnny Saint put on this clinic. It's absolutely fantastic. It is absolute British pro wrestling. Right. What I love about this match is you've got a solid baby face and all of what we talked about in the technicality of yeah, uh, yeah. Johnny Saint. What I took out of Johnny Saint, and this might just be me watching... Did you notice all of his risk control and things like that? Yes. I found it very much like Aikido. Yeah. It reminded me of uh, the Japanese art Aikido. Yeah. When I was watching it, uh, it's almost like he he had invented... I mean, it had always been there, the risk control, but he was such a master of it, almost like he invented a British style of Aikido. Mm. Like, he would use, like, little crescent kicks and swing his legs over to get back wrist control or get out of things. It was really, really clever, Mm. Johnny Sane. Quite a bit of that in the match I previously mentioned against Fit Finley. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is is what we call catch Mm. wrestling, but there's an element in there that really comes across as Japanese Aikido to me. Obviously, you know my background. Yeah. So, uh, Mick McManus, going on about him. Mm -hmm. There is a match that happened, and I spoke to Johnny about this, involved Mick McManus, and the guy, other guy, I cannot remember his name, and I'm really sorry for that, right? Mick McManus and this other gentleman, right, had a grudge match once, and this might not sound anything to an American audience who are listening to us, but it was so hyped that it was put on the day of the FA Cup final... And it outdrew the FA Cup final. You told me about this, yeah. We spoke about it, didn't we? Yeah. It outdrew. Then you remember in the 70s how big the FA Cup final was. It outdrew that. Shit. Okay. Yeah. No one, hardly anyone watched the FA Cup final. They watched this match. Wow. I'm really sorry I can't remember the other guy's name. The match is not available. Right. I tried to find it everywhere. But Mick McManus' ultimate hill never plays to the crowd. Right. Right? When we talk about psychology, mm. you know when we talk about the ultimate villain, they always think they're right? Mm. That's Mick McManus. Right. When Mick McManus is doing something, you know in like when we watch pro wrestling and you're a heel, yeah. and they purposely show it for the crowd to see, right. Mick McManus doesn't. It's a bit of it, he, he avoids the theatrics. He avoids the right. theatrics. Okay. He doesn't react to the booze. Yeah. You know where someone will turn and look at the people yeah. booing and stuff like that. He carries on fighting his opponent and that I makes him even more irate because he doesn't okay. give them what they want. Yeah. Do you understand yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a master of it. Okay. Like, absolute master of being a heel. I watched so many matches with this guy in them and it's like, Jesus Christ, today's guys watch this. Mm. Because this guy was a hill without even being a hill. Right. 
Like everything that you're conventionally supposed to do as being a heel, like show that you've got your feet on the yeah, rats. And, yeah. then, and then if the referee saw him and pushed off, look at the crowd and go, ah, rah, rah, rah. this yeah, guy yeah. just turns around, says something to the referee as if to go, I didn't do it and carries on. Right. And everyone boos him, but he takes no notice. Oh, nice. uh, okay. And as I say, the only thing I can say about this, because I, I actually want people to watch this, this is just pure oh, British catch wrestling. Yeah. Oh, that's best. That. It's a fantastic oh, match. Lovely. Oh, yep. like that. Right. Who's next? It's my number two. Uh, right, I, I couldn't find a date for this, which I was going about. Mm. Uh, but I have got ages, so that may be able to, you know, pin it down a little bit. Um, and this match is between Bernie Wonder Boy Wright and a who was sorry, who was seventeen years old at the time. Ah, yes. And you got this. This was was going to be one of my picks, but I had it as an honourable mention. Okay. And a fifteen-year-old Davy Boy Smith, young David. Wow. Yeah. Now, I haven't heard of the other guy. It's a great match. I couldn't remember the other guy's name yeah. until you just mentioned it. Mm. It's the... Um, the interest from this match... Uh, well, well, what interested me with this match is from an aspect of Davy Boy Smith. He is tiny. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's stick thin. Yeah, again, going back to what I said when the Hearts first saw him, yeah. the skinny British kids come over. I know. I mean, his his technical abilities in yeah. this match, the moves they were doing, it's incredible. Yeah. It is absolutely incredible. And for me personally, I think it's gutting that we never got to see him doing this later on in his career. Yeah. When I tried to watch it, I was um, I was comparing him then to later on in his career yeah. and you can kind of see a few little bits that he did like yeah. later on as well but yeah it was just it, it was amazing I think what I've gotten out of it and I've watched it for a while I got back into it heavily because of this subject what yeah. I noticed about it is is this is not just pantomime no it is it's, the, yeah. the giant hay which we can talk about like the giant hay stacks big daddy stuff was part of it. Yeah. yeah. Right? But there were really, really talented people yeah, in yeah. world of sport, maybe to a higher level, and this is going to be arguable, than what we saw in America. In mm-hmm. ring. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. I think that people would find that harsh. Yeah. But it, I, when I was watching a lot of these matches, and I was going through some people who were just unknown. Yeah. I the technical skill of these people. Oh, yeah. I mean, David Boy Smith's acrobatical, you know, manoeuvres in this, this match. Yeah. You, you said you I watched, watched it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Bernie writes v- so many different variations of arm drag takedowns yeah, in this. Yeah. It's just, mm. it's, it's fucking staggering. It's kind of scary how good this actually was. Yeah. For their age, 15 and 17 yeah. years old. Yeah. It's crazy. It's the whole I mean, product, though. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know, and I didn't. Re- I wasn't really able to find out a lot about Bernie Wright. No, I, no. I, I mean, don't know much else happened. He yeah, must I, have done something. There was, a, there was a little bit of Wikipedia information on there, but it was really... 
really small. Yeah. Um, and I, I tried doing a lot of as much research about him as I could find. I'm I'm genuinely gutted. I couldn't find a lot out. That's the sad fact about it, Stu. Yeah. With, uh, this, there's not a lot of information. Some of these guys, like we were talking about, like with Marty Jones and things yeah. like that, when World of Sport ended, so did kind of their career. Yeah, yeah. And it's sad. Very really. sad when you look at the talent. Yeah. You know, we talk about certain people who did go over. Yeah. Like your Chris Adams. Yeah. Your Finneys. Your uh, Regals. Regals. All of these individuals that do dynamite. Johnny Saint did as well. He ended up working for the WWE behind the the scenes. And Robbie Brookside as well. Yeah. But very later on. Yes. Yeah. A lot later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Johnny Saint's really honoured by WWE right when NXT UK comes Mm. over. Yes, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I imagine a lot of that British crowd probably don't even know Mm. a lot or have seen him wrestle. But hopefully that'll, you know, you'd kind of hope to, you know, wish that it would bring them into, go, oh, well, well, they've, they've named this guy, let's go check him so, out. I hope so, because he's yeah, so really unbelievably so. good. And so unorthodox. Yeah. That's what I got off of him. Unorthodox, but excellent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, which takes me back to um, Bernie Wright and Davy Boysmith. Seeing a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old who, uh, you know... In retrospect, Davy Boy Smith against you know when he squared up with Bernie at the beginning of this match, he's he's a proper short ass. Because you got to look at this, he's a, he's a kid. Mm. He is still a kid at this age, and he's yeah. tiny. But it's it, and, and this is the thing that I, that I took away from this match. It's such a what if moment. If you know, if you'd have taken what you were doing then. Taking it over to the states, you know, with the hearts and everyone, and if you'd have kept all this, everything that you were developing and working with that British style, and taking it over there, how different could it have been? I think that, unfortunately, and this is only my opinion, mm. I think that we were heading towards the bodybuilder era, mm. and I think that's why you see dynamite trying to put on weight you see a muscle you see yeah. Davey trying to do it I think that we're in the rock and roll gold near a wrestling era and if you want to get to the WWF you've got to look the part mm. more than actually be talented in a way true yeah especially for that time yeah yeah well think think back to that time think yeah. who's there yeah yeah <laughs> Going back to what you said, like with World of Sport, you could kind of put it on par with um, like Japanese wrestling. It was the yep. same kind of, in a way, the sort of style. There's a little bit of a crossover. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Less was more. Mm. Yeah, that's my number two. Go. Right. Back to me again. Back to you again, mate. Right. So that's my final. Right. My final pick. Okay. So I've gone for Les Kelly. Versus Johnny Seslaw. I think that's how you pronounce it. Seslaw. Yeah. Seslaw, yeah. <laughs> so while... Um, World of Sport... So while World of Sport had a reputation for some of the best and pure wrestling in the world, it also had some of the most comedic wrestling too. First up, you had Les Kellett. He was a comedian in the ring. He became famous for his rather selective hearing. Um, 
And he actually didn't become a full-time wrestler until well into his 40s due to interruptions like World War II. Johnny Seslaw was this bald-headed Polish tough guy. Did he wear red trunks? I can't remember. I think this is the match, the last match I watched before I left today Possibly. to come here. It, it, it had like someone slapping someone after the bell. Yes, probably. yes, yes. <laughs> it was the deafness bit that... that yeah, I think yeah. it might be, yeah. Like Johnny says, look, he, he looked like this... Um, he looked like he'd survived a Russian concentration camp as a boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Fucking Johnny. That, by technical terms, is called a gulag. <laughs> but with all the comedy, oh, the match is highly used. Everything from the most people probably don't know what fucking gulag is. I don't uh, know what Christian or Camp is. You could have said something way better. I could have, yeah, but I didn't. Lawsuits, Randall Dick. <laughs> Everything from the facial expressions, the timing, and body language was spot on. Uh, the comedy had this almost like silent film quality to it, mm. in a way. The match hadn't even started when, uh, let's call it, accidentally like kicked the referee when yeah, he was checking right. his feet. Uh, the first round like came to an end. And both of them are tied up in this submission move together, and no one can unlock them. They completely miss the rest period, and they're both stuck there. They just can't do anything about it. I never thought that in like 2023 I'd be laughing at something from like 1980 this much. It was hilarious. <laughs> I, just, I was cracking up. Um, the match is, is funny, it's fascinating, and it's British. Yes. All at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Uh, did you know that Les Kelly was actually um, he was so good that Colt Cabana when I first heard about him he studied his tapes and actually asked permission to use some of his moves and comedy in his matches I'm not surprised again this this is where you should be doing your homework yeah, yeah. I have you actually know. looked it up on my phone oh, it you was, have, yeah. yeah it was uh, it was <laughs> the one I watched <laughs> was, uh, this is what I would call 70s world of sport yeah like this is this the, the comedy this was the entertainment yeah. factor of it but yeah. I, I found it, it was incredible I thought I, I, put, I can't say enough good things about yeah. this match it, it was a total joy to watch <laughs> another one is Cat Weasel if you ever yeah, seen yeah, Cat yeah, Weasel yeah, <laughs> yeah weird little moustache yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's fantastic as well he'd like take a bump and then like <laughs> sort of nurse his ass in the middle of the yeah. ring <laughs> 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 Some of the comedy's great. Oh, yeah. Good pick. Really I watched it about three times. Yeah, I watched a few of his matches. There were ones like where uh, I didn't know about the death thing, right? So I haven't <laughs> actually seen that match. I've seen another few. Like where the bell would uh, ring and he would still, the guy would turn around, you know, for the end of the round, yeah. he'd slap him across the ear. 
there'd be a big pushing match in the middle of it and he'd act like he didn't do anything and it was part of like the rules he'd go I don't know why you're attacking me like that it's just fucking great he'd fall over the place as well sometimes like he'd go to grab him and completely miss he looks like he'd trip over his own legs he's got like that drunken style yeah Yeah. because he actually has a match later on with um with the pick from the bottom episode yeah 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 Brian Glover yeah which we'll get into yeah but yeah that was my final pick good pick I think that was my number one I'd mm-hmm. say yeah. yeah over to you James your last one right my last one is really special for me uh, I've watched this match loads just loads and loads of times <sighs> I haven't seen this match for a while and this brought it back for me this match is Mark Rollerball Rocco, who is one of the most underrated, maybe more than Marty Jones, mm. wrestlers ever. Yeah. He is unbelievable. He's from Manchester. Have you ever watched him? Yes. Yeah. He is stunningly good. And the other one in this match is Sammy Lee. Now that name name means a bell Sammy Lee now that name probably doesn't mean much you think it rings a bell but when I actually tell you who that is you're going to be shocked Johnny Big Mate yeah (laughs) Mary Poppins (laughs) right this this match that I watched now I didn't date any of these matches unfortunately I should have I tried to right this match the skill and the speed in this match I was watching this and I was tired after the about 13 minutes it was on it was a short match these guys look like they were on wires yeah and this is what I talked about with like world of sport Mm. like the technical side of some of these matches is unbelievable it's just unbelievable some of them Again, I'm even speechless thinking about this match. Both of these men go on to have extremely successful careers under masks. And they go to Japan. One of them becomes Black Tiger. Right? Right. Which is Mark Rollerball Rocco. And the other one, Sammy Lee... And as I don't write any notes, I cannot remember his real name, right? It's Tiger Mask. And he has one of the first ever five-star matches in New Japan. Fuck! With the Dynamite Kid. Yeah, that's a great match. That's the early 80s, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of the greatest matches of all time. Sammy Lee, you see Tiger Mask... Unmasked. This is before. This is before he is Tiger Mask. Right, 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 right. And before Mark Rollerball Rocco goes over to New Japan and becomes the famous Black Tiger. And these two tear it up in New Japan. Yeah. But they actually first really wrestle in World of Sport. I thought this match was great. It is amazing. Now, another thing that's amazing about this match is the crowd. You have this 
in my opinion, five-star technical marvel of a match mm. going on, right? And you have a proper British pantomime crowd in the background. In other words, there's, they're watching pure art, yeah. but they're chanting at Mark Rollerball Rocco as the hill. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. So you've got the really old school, and you, if you can imagine Sammy Lee yeah, in there, yeah. culturally, you've got all the football chanting going on around him. And he's like, I mean, there's one point where he uh, is besting Rollerball, and they go, nice one, Sammy, nice one, son. And he does not know what they're saying. <laughs> you can tell, and he's like looking around at the crowd to like, He's, he's doing the baby face thing, but he's almost like, this is so culturally out yeah. of my element. I don't know what is going on. And you've got the proper old pantomime chance. Like, you don't know what you're doing and, and stuff from, like, he's behind you. punch and duty going on and all this shit. I'm going to beat him. Oh, no, we're going to That's the amazing part of this match. You've got that proper British crowd. Yeah. And then you've got a Marvel, wow. technical Marvel gun on. These guys go on to Japan and tear it yeah. up. So I didn't this know. is number one, in my view, by a country mark. Yeah, I didn't know that was Tiger Mask at first until you mentioned mm. it. Did you not? No. And, um, he he is a, unreal, isn't he? Yeah. Really, in a way, he looked a bit like Bruce Lee mm. yeah. as well. Because was Bruce Lee around that sort of time? It must have been. Uh, he had died in about 78, I believe. So it so have been far off it then. I'm you'd have to check him out have been before then I think he might have been before I'm going to have a look yeah but yeah because I thought he looked a bit like Bruce Lee in a way I think that was the idea yeah that's what I think I that thought. was the concept yeah. Uh, but yeah it was a great match as I say I do know the guy's name I can't think of it off the top of my head his actual real name he goes on to be a really important promoter within Japan I'm sure he has something to do with UFC okay or he certainly has something to do with combat sports and MMA over in Japan. Bruce Lee died 20th of July in 1973, age 32. 73, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, check out Sammy D and check out Tiger Mask. Yeah. Cool. I just think that that one, the culture there and the contrasting cultures is unfucking real You've got Tiger Mask, one of the most decorated and well-known technical wrestlers, in there with another amazing talent, which hardly anyone yeah. recognises anymore and knows, in Mark Rollerball Rocco. Yeah. Had some amazing matches. He had a match with Marty Jones, which stole the fucking show every day of the week and twice on a Sunday. It's an amazing match. And then you've got that British crowd. You got that British crowd singing like punch old school like seaside punch and Judy chants and football chants. Yeah. Oh, you got the old nice one Cyril song to Sammy in the background. <laughs> Would you ever think the Tiger Mask could get that chance? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, I'm not hoping he'll know. Sammy also tagged in World of Sport with Big Daddy. What a tag team! <laughs> what? Yeah. And on the. Uh, on the map, as Big Daddy didn't like to do a lot, he kept going, go on there, Sammy. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking Tiger Mask. It's unreal. It's like, yeah. you know that proper accent, go on then, Sammy, go on, go on mate. Like that. It's just weed. Daddy. Shirley Crabtree. Yeah. 
Do you want to talk about him? Did no. you know he actually didn't like kids? There's mm. his, he hated children. <laughs> what I did know is that his family was always into wrestling. His dad was a wrestler. All of his brothers were, were wrestlers. He was a failed wrestler. Mm-hmm. He didn't do very well. And they had one last resort for him. They said, we're going to make you big daddy. You're obviously overweight now. Uh, you're not as good as the other crab trees who had like this prestige in British wrestling. Mm, yeah. And he just took off. Yeah. He was like, in a way. But he never done anything. No. He's like the Hulk Hogan of World of Sports. British Absolutely. Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 completely. He yeah. was like a proper panto celebrity. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people put down the death of World of Sport Wrestling to Big Daddy as well. They say it was his fault. I went out of business. Right. I think that that is a very interesting point of conversation, which I was just going to say to you. Yeah. Because when you look at the talent that was there, did Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks and people like that overshadow some of the stuff that was going on? Yeah. Yes. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen what was supposed to be the greatest biggest clash of all time being giant haystacks and big dad at Wembley as well wasn't it was it? at Wembley yeah. arena I believe mm-hmm. and it ended within three minutes, minutes. yeah yep. three count. minutes long and I'm not being funny giant haystacks could have got in the ring I mean all he did was work go over and hit some flowers it was a table yeah. with flowers on it and he, it wasn't a big bump he just sort of slipped a bit and he was standing on the apron looking at him and then it was a count out or something was that the only match they ever had yes yep they never it's, wanted to face each other. And it's a shame. It's just they could have had a, well, probably a proper not. match. Yeah, well, as close to a proper match as physically possible. Yeah. I mean, one thing you must say about Shirley Crabtree is he certainly did well for himself. Oh, yeah. And he is a British icon. Yeah. yeah he was true. a nice guy, apparently. Yeah. But there's a lot of people like Adrian Street. I know he's one of them who said it, certainly. Yeah. That... He come in as you said and really damaged the product. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. there wasn't the technical side of it wasn't looked at as being the real art anymore. It was more like being a panto. panto. Yeah, yeah. Panto hero and villain. Yeah. Mm. At least uh, Giant Haystacks actually went off to WCW. Let's not go there. <laughs> no. When is the lock list? We should go back onto the last episode no. of the Dungeon of Doom. No, yeah. no, <laughs> the, no, the, the, no. The sad no. fact fit is how did WCW not watch some world of sport and know that giant haystacks couldn't do anything imagine if they brought Big Daddy in as well and put them in the the thunder cage of doom the the problem is mate is that Big Daddy was about 50 when he got famous I think so I heard that's the thing a lot of the wrestlers his name was you know sorry by the time he was a household name and all he did all the time this is the biggest thing he did not wrestling, he just sat there and clapped his hands and went, easy, 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 easy. easy. And that, that was what he was famous yeah. for. Yeah. It was as easy as that for him. Easy yeah. as that. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the puns. Yeah. Right then, my last there one. There we go. Oh, you got another one. Oh, that's my last one, mate. Put that clipboard down, sunshine. Uh, my number one is um, a guy that we've all mentioned a couple of times and there's quite a few times on this podcast. It's uh, it's the legendary Adrian Street versus Mick McMichael on the 13th of December 1973. It's a great match. This is awesome. Have you got written down, and I'm, I'm going to shut up after this because I've been a bit passionate over this one. 
Have you got written down when the old lady gets hold of the uh, stuff? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've seen this. Yeah, it's, it's a really good match. But there's an old lady, and she gets hold of like some of Adrian Street's attire. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a great Because at match. first, it's McMichael rips off the the sparkly green hooded cape yeah. um, that Adrian Street was wearing, and this this is where you know the whole uh, enraged side of Adrian Street, where we yeah. go from being the exotic one, um, very glamorous, yeah. um, to an all-out villainous thug, yeah, and would just decimate someone, and it's it's like that it's so quick from seeing him do all the wonderful poses yeah you know, switches out and it just like at the flick of a switch yeah he goes fucking berserk like split personality yeah it's amazing to watch um what was I saying yeah uh, yeah the point where um so yeah as I said uh, McMichael rips off uh, Street's sparkly green uh, hooded cape and as I said you know it he just he loses control so quick uh, to the point uh, Mick would try to defend or you know break a lock up or just in any way physically possible to get Street away from him and so quickly Street would have him in a by the forearm in some sort of arm bar it's it's just fucking brilliant that was the difference why I think Adrian Street was a little bit better than people like Adrian Adonis and yeah. Goldust. Yeah. yeah. Because he had that flamboyance, but if you wronged him in his mind, he turned into an absolute raving lunatic. You could back it up. Yeah. Like, just the hardest motherfucker you've ever seen. Yeah. The, you know, it's a bit that I've got at the bottom here. Um, I mean, we all know that Adrian Street was a legit hard man. Yeah. You know, he's a tough, tough, tough fucker. You know, there is... I can't remember which pinfall it was, but in uh, one of the pinfalls, and it is so cleverly done, because it says the ref's counting, and you can see his head following his hand, and you see him give a swift elbow mm. to the temple. <laughs> while he's, And you can see him watching the ref, and he's going, one, two... Yeah. And he's like, hang on, go back. It's like, he's clocking while the ref was looking up. It's so clever. They, like you, I know I know you use this all the time, James, but you know, it's the psychology of it. Yeah. It was done brilliantly. Yeah. And these two were, I mean, McMichael was brilliant. Yeah. Really, really, very underrated yeah, British big, wrestler. Big props to him. Yeah. He's, he's, he again looks like what I would say uh, like a middle-aged granddad in a pub I think we've said that to everyone no just just, I think Mick McManuson especially the guy that you're saying yeah Mick McMichael when I was watching it it looked like they didn't have any uh, they shouldn't have even been in there right see I kind of thought the opposite did you my thoughts with McMichael was to (laughs) me in his probably late 20s, early 30s, I could see him being a military drilling, you know, a, yeah. a drill instructor or, a, you know, a, a PTI, yeah. a fitness course for the military, anything like that. I could see him as, that. yeah, that's it. Yeah, sorry, James has just brought up a, a picture of him. That, that for me is, that's that's the, inti- he, he looks like an intimidating guy. Yeah. You know, 
Um, he's he looks like the sort of you know the quiet mate at the back who would just flip at the drop of a hat if he was you know fucked over the wrong way. But then when you pit him and Adrian Street in this mm. fight, it is gold. Yeah, it is absolute fucking gold. The back and forth between these two is fucking brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I can't remember for the life of me, um, Adrian Street's valet. That comes Linda, in with him, Miss Linda. Miss, uh, yes, it is. Sorry, Miss Linda. Linda. For some, in my head, for some reason, I thought it was someone else. You know, yeah, it was. Sorry, yeah, Miss Linda. She, her involvement in this as well mm. is there was such a good pairing, aren't they? Yeah. They really, really are such a good pairing. But they throw McMichael into it as well. Yeah, I, 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 I give I, him as much props. Yeah, I, I, I can't sign the shoe when I yeah. watched the match. I thought, I don't know who you are, yeah. but you. Are holding your own, and you're actually really, really a big part of how yeah. good this match is. Yeah, is this the match like you were saying at the beginning when he was ripping all his clothes off? Is this where a, a, one of the women from the crowd yes. grabs the yeah, 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 yes. yeah. yeah, I yeah. think I have seen this match. Yeah, yeah. it's that's, brilliant. That's one of the uh, unfortunately because well, it's not unfortunate, but that is one of the biggest sort of eye-opening moments to remember yeah. it that this old lady grabs the green yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember it's, it now. It's brilliant. It, it is. It is just brilliant, and it is a true British style wrestling match as well. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, I'm, lovely. I, I can't say anymore. Yeah. See, I I saw. I think six. Adrian Street matches. Yeah, and uh, of the Adrian Street, mm. that was my number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that match. I liked. The Jim Brakes one bow. That yeah. 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 Uh, it was longer. And yeah. It was it, it was more technical. Mm. But they were both fantastic. Oh, really? It was brilliant. Absolutely. You brilliant. know, and I'd say if you like that, watch the I'm Jim Brakes one. one as well. Yeah. Because if but you're yeah. a fan of Adrian Street, he really yeah. is at his best. Well, in all fairness, it was you guys that I I because I I've been out of touch of wrestling for. Yeah, you know, quite some years. I, I genuinely, hand on heart, I can say I didn't know of Adrian Street, and it's since like the early days of the podcast. The more you guys have mentioned him, the more I've started watching him, and then lo and behold, we go to Clash at the Castle, and he's fucking there. It, it broadens your horizons on wrestling when you have a chat to people. Yeah. Anyway, we don't know everything, and and I hate to say this, neither does Jack Dick, who's sitting there saying he does. No, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, the individual who probably gets on there and goes, oh, well. "You didn't know no tiger masks, no? no. <laughs> well, you tried yeah. doing this without any notes, yeah. pal." You proved to us that you did before James fucking said it on the podcast. Fuck oh, off! Or take me on the trivia. Yeah. <laughs> take anyway. me on the trivia. There we yeah. go. There we go. There we go. There we go. That is our picks for the world it of was. sports. It was really good. Um, yes. Yeah, genuinely, I really enjoyed this one. Um, and don't get me wrong, I enjoy him anyway. But this I, this was quite an yeah, eye-opener. I, I think this one is actually important to cover because I think it is part of our culture. Yeah. And I think there was a comment made like, why are you doing this? I think the reason that we're doing this is because when we watched it, that opens our eyes onto yeah. how good actually this really was. There is yeah. a perception out there that um, from a lot of people, and I had that perception for a long time, that world of sport was just pantomime. Yeah, yeah. And when I sat down and actually give it a chance, 
You really I saw some of the best wrestling that I've ever seen yeah, in yeah, King. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's why we did it. Yeah. And I would encourage anyone who does listen to the podcast to go and have a look. You will be surprised by what you see. Absolutely. Yep. Subsequently, now that you've said that, I've actually got on uh, got on our Facebook page to see about the comments. Um, yeah, the, the only major comment that we actually had was, um, uh, why, why are we uh, bothering to talk about uh, uh, wrestling promotion that ended its peak run in 1985? Uh, well, uh, for the very is, reason I said. Yeah. Because... Uh, because it's part of British wrestling's yeah. history and culture, and it's been kind of forgotten. Yeah. And a lot of people now, including people like Pete Dunne, yeah. and other people that we see still have a major respect for yeah. it. And these people who paved the way deserve, even if it's a small little podcast like ours, yeah. to at least say their names. Yeah. And maybe get one or two of you to watch maybe side gym breaks. On the, on the flip side, it's kind, of, it's kind of like saying, why do people go and bother watching, uh, you know, old 1970s NWA matches or yeah. tri- AAA matches or, you know, why because do I'm a lover of wrestling why, do, why do people go online and still watch Muhammad Ali fights from That's the 70s? It. It's an appreciation. Yeah, something, um, when I was wrestling and when I was training, I was always told to go back and watch World of Sport. Yeah, and, and I was always told that make everything you do mean something. Yes. And whether it be an arm lock, an arm bar, absolutely yeah. anything at all, work over, the, look into like why that's hurting them, mm. um, what way you can twist the arm, everything about it to kind of like to give it give it reason why people are actually caring yeah. and looking and watching what you're doing to but you as a former wrestler so I can ask you this is because you've got that experience okay when I'm watching World of Sport yeah right with the presentation the commentary being serious it almost makes the illusion to me that I'm watching something real I'm watching a competition yeah yeah, yeah. right even though I know it's not and I'm a big fan of wrestling and I'm a big boy and I've been like yeah. watching wrestling for 30 odd years yeah. I still have that drive in me to yeah. think this is really serious this yeah, is a yeah. real contest yeah definitely do you feel that way when you watched it? Um, yes especially with World of Sport it's, yeah it's I really like, did yeah. it's completely different to like comparing that to what you'd see in America, WWE, WWF mm. at the time, it was a completely different style altogether. Yeah. And yeah. I've spoken to wrestlers from America over the years, um, and there was when I was training over here, there was a couple of guys coming down from America. Um, I think what well, I can't remember their names, but they, a couple of them had some dark matches on a UK show, and we had some world of sport on the TV in the room where we were training and they were like why are you watching this this doesn't make any sense at all and they couldn't get their head around the rules and the the, 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 the rounds and everything mm. like I that I don't think like that no they don't they just they didn't understand anything about it and it was it was strange hearing that yeah where you kind of like it's, it's still wrestling and there's different styles yeah. of wrestling no matter what just because a bell goes in the middle of it the, the transitions yeah. and what's going on is still happening yeah uh, I kind of started to enjoy it. 
Mm. You know, like the two submission rule. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. And all that. Oh, where, it was great. Where like the match had stopped and someone had got a submission, then it was sort of like, don't get submitted again, yeah. otherwise you're gonna lose. Yeah. I felt yeah. that was quite exciting clever. when I was watching Very it. Clever for With the, ra- uh, the rounds, I when I was wrestling, we actually had because we were quite like, we, like I said, we were always told to go back and watch World of Sport. Mm. And um, one of the matches I had was a World of Sport round match, three round, five, uh, yeah, five round match. Yeah, nice. and yeah, it was still trying to carry on that old style, but bringing it forward. It's, wasn't it two submissions and two pins? Yeah. Either way, yeah, either like way, yeah. one of those two. But it, I, did, I mean, obviously, I've not got a background in wrestling, but from from my days when I was playing rugby, you know, YouTube was just first starting to come about. You know, internet yeah. was first starting to come about. I'd go and watch, you know, matches from like the seventies and the eighties. Yes, the rules have changed. Yes, it's more safer, or as safe as it can possibly be compared to back in the seventies. Um, the game has changed. The dynamics have changed. The fitness has changed. But you can still learn something from yeah. it. There are still moves and set pieces that we could learn from, which we would use. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it doesn't matter if it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. Well, there is, it's, called, it's still you know, the same game. And it's like learning history at school. It's there to be learned for a fucking reason. Yeah. And, and the fact is, like when we were talking about the first match... The first match, well, uh, that was Dynamite and uh, um, Marty Jones. Yes. The first thing that entered my head is, why are the wrestlers not watching this? Yeah. yeah. That was the first thing exactly. I was thinking. Yep, exactly. I was thinking, why are they not watching this? Yeah. Why not slow down? Why not use some of this yeah. psychology? Yeah. Because it's fucking gold. Yeah, man, yeah. absolutely. Some of it's absolutely. like literal goals. Like, like, if no I saw one. that in a match, I'd go... Wow, I've yeah. never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's if like it, it's been completely forgotten about, it, and no one nowadays does any of it. No. The whole some of it, some of it's not for use today because we're in a different era and a different mm. context. But there is some stuff. Some of it there is goals. Yeah. I can definitely think of one person in particular that uses that whole psychology, um, having we've witnessed it firsthand. Uh, Gunther. Yeah, uh, every move means something. Yeah. Uh, especially that side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would say absolutely. so. I would say that what we saw from Seamus and Gunther had a air of world of sport yeah. about it. It definitely had that European. Yeah. Which obviously, you know, him being Irish and him being German. Um, and I've never watched that match back. I don't know about you guys. I've never I, watched, haven't I haven't watched it I back. I have. But, I wa- when we were watching it live, to me, that was a five-star match. Yeah. The only thing that brings it down when you watch it on the network, commentary. Really? Yeah. Because when we were in the arena watching that, I've, I've watched a f- good few matches live. That's the best match I've ever seen. Yeah. The crowd, it's on paper, Seamus at the time. I mean, they started to give Seamus a real push. Yeah. Yeah. from it like all those matches didn't it yeah he oh, started yeah. to get really over Seamus didn't it no it's one on. really cares his, yeah. his stock skyrocketed <clears throat> you know because uh, I remember Johnny's son I think he could have another title run off of it yeah I'd still like to see it I think it could still happen yeah. if they pushed mm. him right yeah yeah shall we get on to the next one then we can do um, yeah. what do we have next I do have a World of Sports song to sing and okay. perform we might as well go for that 
Right, so uh, up next we have tying in with the world of sports. Oh, yeah. Big Daddy, We Shall Not Be Moved, <laughs> sang in the style of Chaz and Dave. That's amazing. And the song will be Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably going to go and terribly. I, I've tried this a few times. I, it, it's not great because a lot of the words, again, there's not a lot to work with <laughs> on this, okay? So I don't well, know rabbit's how... Rabbit's a one-syllable gonna... fucking yeah. family this time. Well, even that is. Rabbit, 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 That's what I'm saying. If you're going to do rabbit, it, that's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to do my best here. My best has a Dave impression. Yeah. Right? I don't know how this is going to work, but um, I'm a bit nervous about this one. Right. Daddy, 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 big, 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 daddy. We shall not be moved. We shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted down by the water. We shall not be moved. We shall not be moved. We're young and old together. We shall not be moved. Oh, we're young and old together. We shall not be moved. That's pretty good. We're women and men together. We shall not be moved. We're women and men together, we shall not, we shall not, we shall not, we shall not be moved, we shall not be moved, just like a plant that's planted down by the water, we shall, we shall not be moved. Daddy, 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 the big daddy, we shall not be moved. We're black and white together. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like a tree that's down by the water. We shall not be moved. Straight and gay together. No nukes is good nukes. <laughs> we shall not be moved. We shall not be moved. There we go. Do you know what I, just in case you're filming me, right, or any of oh, just, yeah. <coughs> just in case you're filming any of me or anything, what I do, right, is I try and think of the most miserable thing I can, right, and that's why I look so miserable, because otherwise I'm just going to burst out laughing. I actually zone out into like a medita- meditation style. I think now. that's the worst one I've done so far. It's, it was very hard to, to match it up to the tune, and... I don't know. I don't know. It's good enough for me. <laughs> oh dear. Whew. Sweating after that. Well I'm done, sweating like a big daddy. Battling giant ice decks. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Whew. Dear. Right. You're on a part on there that I was miserable like that just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Um... I was trying to ignore it. <laughs> I thought you were. I did I a was, because, few times. Because otherwise I would laugh. I messed up a few times in here, but I just, I kind of had to keep going. I've worked out a tactic of how to not burst out laughing. <laughs> 
on them. And what I do is I think of the most miserable thing I can, like the colour grey or something like that. Terra Cotta. Being punched in the dick. Yeah. Well, I know we uh, we oh. we talked off um, microphone a little while a few minutes ago about uh, that we are going to start doing the, the news live. However, however, there is one section of the news that cannot be missed out. It's the most important news. The I most think, important. I think you know what subject this is. I know is. what it is. I'd like to see what he's been up to. To be honest. Dan, Dan, well, Dan. it's now time for Dan, Dan Housen Watchhausen. Dan Housen. Dan Housen <laughs> he's been busy. <laughs> really good at doing that. I know. I know. He's, he's pretty good. Dan Housen, watch out. <laughs> I think that's all we need. Yeah, we? that'll do. Oh. Um, yeah, he has been busy. It's San Diego Comic Con. Oh yeah, he loves that. Yeah. He hasn't been on TV though, has he? On no, he hasn't been on TV. He has. He's been really hitting the. Um, the, the Comic Con scene really hard. Is he on like as a guest? Oh yeah. But he's he's also there as a guest, but he's also there as a customer as well. He still mingles around, you know, as he always does. And much like last year's one, uh, was it last year or the year before he broke his leg or his I ankle? I can't remember. And he was I watched, hanging around with the ass boys. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. watch him go around then quite a yeah. lot. So I well, watch his vlogs. He made Billy Gunn break character by referring it to as the ass ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was that was amazing! Oh, brilliant! Because he was trying to be as serious and angry as possible, like he didn't give a fuck about any of it. Turning up on a mobility scooter, and all you can hear is hello. Then every time one of them talks, he pressed that beep button. Tangent already. Um, Danhausen has been given a massive honour. A huge, huge honour. He is set to appear on, um, I believe it's Batman number two hundred, uh, Batman series number two hundred and fifty-one. Oh, okay. As the front cover. Oh, nice. I like the front cover. It's funny. it's a very famous cover already. The original design, well, essentially, is the Joker throwing um, playing cards out, and Batman is strapped to one of the cards. Oh, okay. Um, but with this one, obviously, the Joker has been replaced by Danhausen. Um, uh, what an honour that's awesome you are now solidified in you know comic book history mm-hmm. you know it, fair play to the man you know and he is an avid comic collector himself so to you know to have your character and persona embodied forever on a comic book is fucking outstanding yeah, we'll get his name out as well because DC yeah big fuck yeah but um, I think it's San Diego Comic Con and I think it's the Philadelphia Comic Con as well so the Philadelphia one they're doing signed ones but the San Diego Comic Con he's getting the same treatment as the Death of Superman comic is coming in a tin uh, a foiled nice yeah so I mean that's that's a hell of an honour man so for those people out there who go fuck off he doesn't do anything <laughs> I was just- Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. What an achievement. What an achievement. Fair play, man. Yes. Fair play to him. You know. And I, I do. I do want to see him back in the ring eventually. But you know. Uh, but he's still recovering. There we go. But he's still keeping himself busy. A good we're episode getting, of Dan House. We're Mark. getting close to the release date of the figure as well, man. I've got it on pre-order. I can't fucking wait to get that. <laughs> yeah, baby. There we go. There Dan we go. Housen. Yeah. Dan Housen. Yeah. They, there's your cue, James. Yeah. Dan Housen, watch Housen. <laughs> <laughs> That's just for you, Darren Brown. Oh, right. Shall we head to Manchester? Oh, God. Shall I've we go... Fucking dreading this Back week. 
to May the 16th, 1999. You can, I'd rather we didn't. Is the Manchester Arena still there? I yeah, think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. still there. Now, I was going to attend this show, but I decided not Fuck to. Fuck me. Ain't hindsight a wonderful thing? <laughs> I did pay £18 to watch it on Skybox Office. Though. Oh, you did got you? mugs, yes. mate. Um, quick rundown of the matches. I'd rather not. Gilberg versus Tiger Ali Singh. Just awful. Midian just... versus Kane. <laughs> Tory versus Sable Stroke Nicole Bass. That's pointless. Shane McMahon versus X Pac. That's All not right. bad. Yeah. Droz versus Steve Blackman. Just no chemistry, no stories, no, no reason for it. That's Mankind. Piss, piss break. Billy Gun. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting one because that's at the time when they're trying to push Billy. So, honest yeah. opinion. Awful. I fucking hated it. What a yeah. waste of Mick Foley. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sorry. Uh, it was kind of like they were trying to test the water on sort of more of a house show with Ugh. Billy Gunn and seeing what the reaction was. It because fucking worked, didn't it? Well, no. Uh, what else we got? Uh, well, don't, get me wrong. Brood. don't get me wrong. I love Daddy Ass. Yeah. You know, I do love Daddy Ass. I always... But that was shit. I'm sorry. I always thought that he could have been a big star. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Triple H, Austin, Undertaker. What was the one before? Oh, um, the Ministry versus The Brood. Right. Um, that isn't that bad, but uh, it's too long. Yeah. It goes way, on forever. Way too long. So this pay-per-view, well, pay-per-view, if you call it pay-per-view, uh, was the month before Billy Gunn won King of the Ring. Yeah. And yeah. it was actually a week before Owen Hart passed away. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, do we have any memories of the show? Uh, I, I unfortunately sat and watched the whole thing um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I had, you know, I know you guys have spoke about it in the past and said, you know, it's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. I would like to say, hand on heart, you bunch of lying cunts. Sorry. It's us. Yes. <laughs> it's not pretty bad. It's fucking horrendous. Is it like, what was the other shite one we had to watch uh, a couple of months back? I don't know. I've never made you watch a paper for you. I know, I know, but you've picked matches, and I thought, you know what? I've got to watch the whole. Truck. Yeah, yeah. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> that was. This was worse. Yeah, it's, it's. This is worse. Which, which, I mean, don't, it, I know it's my picks at the end of this episode, and believe me, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm raising the stakes back up <laughs> yeah, a bit. Brilliant. I can't keep going down this shit route. Down, down, I'm, down. Honestly, I swear to God, it's going to push me over <laughs> the edge. <laughs> Do you know what was worse <laughs> about this one? This one wasn't funny. This one was like depressing. Like <laughs> That's it was exactly boring. That, like oh. it was, it was like. Watch. I'd have rather watch the walls in my bathroom drive <laughs> right. after I painted them. You, like you mentioned a minute ago, with the whole you know the brood versus the ministry match. I I went I went for a pee. Yeah. Like, and I ended up getting stuck in like a conversation with the missus, and I came back yeah. downstairs, sat down, and went, "Fuck me, this is still going." Yeah, it, it I must has, have been upstairs 10, 15 minutes. I thought it would have finished. Was it just me? But you always had that. Uh, you always had that inclination to press stop on it. Yeah, like, yeah. Especially the first half, it's so hard to get yeah. through. If this show never happened, it wouldn't even matter. No, no, there was no there was reason. Nothing. Yeah, and it would—is it just me or is it just full of ministry? It's like the ministry of yes. darkness from start yeah. to finish. Yeah. Oh, there was like 
everyone who ran him was a ministry member. Yeah, yeah. Every, it, it was like the whole thing was about the ministry. And that's it. So, um, best moments? The end. <laughs> oh, no. No, I told you what my one was, yeah. What was it? My best moment was, right, and I knew Teddy Long had been a, oh, a, a ref, yes, yeah. but I'd never actually seen him ref a match. <laughs> and lo and behold, he pops up, and I'm pretty sure he was the ref during the Steve Blackman match. That's an oh, amazing God. random match. That's, 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 good. that's yeah. my best moment. That is how good that show was. Uh, look, yeah. was You're right. Hand on heart, and all honesty, that is my best moment of it. My be- This is going to sound really weird, right? My best moment actually comes from a memory. I got this. You know, remember Silver Vision and Coliseum yeah, Home yeah, Video? Yeah. They used to do a double tape, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And I got this free with one of those double tapes, and I never watched it. I looked, <laughs> at, the, I looked at the card, and I went, that is shit. I'm not even watching that. And it may be one of the only events I've never watched. My worst moment is I finally watched it. In 2023, because I took, I, I never ever watched it, and then I finally took the plunge and fucking did, and so I regret it. It's just my best moment. I, I didn't mind the the opening video to the show. Yeah, that ain't bad. that was. Awesome. But my best was moment, it was just building up the main event and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh right. Yeah. Um, right. But my best moment didn't actually happen on the actual show at all. It yeah, happened it in the crowd, <laughs> um, and. What actually happened was during an entrance, I can't remember who was coming out. I went for a piss. Some guy in the crowd, he shouted, this is so bad, I wish I'd stayed home and had a wank. (laughs) Really? (laughs) (laughs) He was fucking spot on, wasn't he? I mean, uh, I love Ruth. <laughs> it's just brilliant. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but yeah, apart from that, maybe the Mick Foley interview. He came out. He was sent out early to try and entertain the fans. Um, yeah. And he said, I, "I hear you can't say arse here, but you and right, you can say arse here, but you can't say wanker." Oh yeah, like that's that. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But see, adopting the British, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. I quite like that. Yeah. I must have. Uh, Dosed off or been doing yeah. something else. Now that, that you said happened. that, yeah, I do remember that bit. Yeah, that uh, did make me laugh. The problem is, it was one of them ones or pay per views where you sit there and you just think, why am I watching this? <laughs> yeah. And have you ever watched like something that's quite long and you've gone so relaxed and bored that you almost fall asleep and you can't yeah, remember yeah. it? That's what it did to me. Uh, right, see, that yeah, it was that. Because I remember coming in and saying, um, yeah, it was, it was that fucking awful monster truck one yeah because I sat and watched that and then sat and watched something else straight afterwards um, and I think it might have been the it was yeah it was the second night of Wrestlemania and then I watched that or something like that and I watched that god awful pay per view um, with the monster truck in and I I, I think I felt yeah I'd say that I fell asleep did with you my watch hand. the whole pay per view yeah mate Oh, fuck, mate. I only wanted you to watch a monster truck. That no, pay-per-view is horrendous. No, no, I've never watched it before. Oh, shit. So I watched the whole thing. Oh, I'm mate, sorry, mate. I know. That's, that's, fucking that's, why, that's why I called you to appear. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be honest the with you. The fucking shit you're making me watch. <laughs> to be honest with you, I would rather watch that than this. At least there's some funny yeah, yeah. moments like Hogan getting butt-fucked. Well, <laughs> like, there was nothing in this at all, was there? No, no. So, 
Will, who I worked with last night, brought that up. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he, he listened to that episode. Yeah. And he said that that literally is actually the best moment where the Yeti is humping <laughs> Hulk Hogan from behind. Yeah, it is. But it, honestly, this I've, I've got nothing... Well, I think my good moment sums it up. It's spotting Teddy Long as a ref. <laughs> it, it, there is nothing good from this. Well, there's really nothing good from mine because my good moment has been ruined by my bad one because I finally gave in. Do you understand <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Because my good yeah. one was like, I never watched it. Yeah. And now Johnny Forsey so is watching yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> my worst moment was everything else. Um, a couple of notes that I had from this show were <laughs> I've got none nothing at one point Jim Ross calls Nicole Bass a she-male and tries to defend oh, himself oh yeah. Um, yeah Jim Ross also calls that. Gilberg Goldberg yes then he said it doesn't really matter anyway I guess <laughs> and Gilberg was actually the light heavyweight champion and they're out there burying him and saying how bad of a wrestler he is yeah, yeah. I think at one point he never ever wrestled and he was like <laughs> He appeared on Heat or something. I think he broke the record for the yeah. longest streak of being light heavyweight champion. Yeah. yeah. Because basically he weren't being used, so he can never lose it. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if that's, he still fucking holds that. Probably. It wouldn't surprise me. But literally they put that belt on him and he never defended the fuck. I feel like he lost it to Luna. I feel like he lost it to S.A. Rios. And then it disappeared. Yes, because he came in with Lita. I feel like you keep yeah. making me watch shit fucking And I tell you what, that is a hell of a trivia if I got that. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, I think yeah. that is right. And I think he lost it on heat. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I hadn't seen him for fucking ages and I was like, fucking hell, is he still there? <laughs> yeah, it's just... Not only was he dreadful. still there, he had the fucking belt around him as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. News Hold the line, caller. Um, we do have a couple of comments on this oh, one. Oh. I know we didn't have any on the um, well, the sport one, but well, we did, but we're not really acknowledging that. Um, so yeah, this this pay per view. Sorry, <laughs> don't fucking care. <laughs> um, Helen Bell commented, is this the pay-per-view that Stone Cold versus The Undertaker or The Rock? And apparently it ended up uh, the papers of some of phone 999 to tell them to get down to Manchester as they were beating the hell out of each other. I wouldn't be surprised. Sounds like something the British audience would yeah, do. I remember something like this. I can't remember if it was this show or another, but it definitely did happen. Yeah. 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 Sure. It, de- it definitely wasn't that pay-per-view, um, I, Helen, I but... I could see yeah. even someone doing that as a joke. I think I read it in the... You know, the English-like humour, right? Yeah. Phoning 999 going, there's a fight at so-and-so, and then yeah. turning yeah. up and there being a fucking wrestling match. I think I read it in the Daily Sport or the Daily Star or something. Or that informative <laughs> yes. intellectual newspaper... Or standing in sparring. ...tabloid <laughs> sheet paper. The, the Daily Sport is fucking great, right? Once I read that someone... Had, uh, someone said a UFO crashed into their fucking like outdoor swimming pool so they concreted it up over it to keep the evidence and it's like a fucking story in there oh. do you know what my favourite headline I've ever seen on the um, Daily Sport <laughs> man sent to hospital after shoving 14 Cadbury's cream eggs up his bum yeah that's sort of a brilliant that's, you know that's up there with you know military crisis in uh, Sierra Leone <laughs> 
Huh? I don't know, probably. I don't know. We right. should get it, do a review on it. Well, yeah. you used, you used to it find it. It be like it was years you know, ago. Back, back in our days when we were kids, you used to find little torn up bits in, in the <laughs> woods and, you know, and chasing <laughs> your mates going, boobs! Along with a pair of soiled pants. I've got another fucking story, I used to tell you. Are we careful, <laughs> careful where this is going? <laughs> do what we used to fucking do, right? And you would have probably been involved in this. Is we in in the poor day, Max? Right, they always used to have one page used to have men, right? Uh, what we did was, you you know, there'd always be some dirty fucker and they'd throw like in a bush or something. And we, when we were younger, we used to or you used to find them everywhere. Oh, yeah, like British yeah. culture, right? Yeah. We'll still find them now. That's why, I don't know. Right? Why, why is the woods like the, the perfect <laughs> yeah. drop off point for I don't know. soiled pants and porn mags? But one time we went, and I won't say the park, but it's a very like famous park <laughs> in, in where you live, yeah. right? There's like a bunch of conifers, yeah. And we went round there, and there was—I'm I'm not kidding—there was like fifteen to twenty of these porno mags right on the floor. Down, I, I'm not saying where it is. Yeah, that's where. Was it, it by the bench by the toilets? No, okay. it was, no, it was no, no. as you go round the corner to yeah. the entrance. There used to yeah. be this row of conifers. You could go behind it because yeah. I placed fifteen down there. Once. <laughs> <laughs> I bought them off someone. Um, no, this was when we can't were name names. Guys. Can't name names. Unless you were about thirteen. His name was Sean. It. I bought fifteen off him, and I don't. Oh, yeah, I know who it is. Uh, fifteen for two pounds. Well, anyway, yeah. I want to finish the story <laughs> because I can't believe it where it was <laughs> because it was about the men's page in the fucking book. So what we used to do is we used to tear the men's page out, right? So it always had one men's page of the blokes in there and we used to post it through like uh, uh, someone like the office supply or I don't know someone who a, a company we used to post it into their letter business box <laughs> we used to they used to, used to find so I many va- I vaguely recall that yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> I do kind of yeah yeah, but yeah. that was fucking great. They used to make our night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thinking about the person who was going to find it in their fucking... Uh, when it hit the floor on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I did something similar to this. But it weren't poor mags. I used to get my sister's own, like, Top of the Pops and Smash Hits magazines and get the posters and stick them around the town and post them in letterboxes. Yeah. I, I used to... They work. don't have the same effect, It doesn't. Really. I, I, I used to it work does. for um, uh, Prologue when it was up at Selby House and obviously working in the early learning centre department for mail orders and catalogue orders and things like that. So I started sending out catalogues to all the members of my family. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, I can just imagine the shock on some of their faces going, what have we got an infant's cat? Uh, uh, like, oh, what, what, ELC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. um, what have we got, kids toy catalogue coming through addressed to you? <laughs> but there's one specific, because I don't care anymore, this is tangent, right? So I can't remember who bought it, but someone bought it as Joe, bought like a, uh, the, the, gay, the gay mag, you know, for the men's gay yeah. mag. And uh, <laughs> Careful. my mate, right, went away on holiday, yeah? So what we did was we posted it through his, like, house. This was later on. This is when we were about 18, 19. I'll tell you who it is <laughs> afterwards, right? We posted it through his letterbox. He got away. And he never said anything to one of us. Uh, so I reckon he kept it because <laughs> he never mentioned it as if it was, like, a secret. <laughs> 
And you would think, I mean, if one of you, if one of you fuckers posted that through my letterbox, right, I'd go to you. I'm going to now. I'd go, oi, motherfucker, yeah, which one of you fucking posted? <laughs> you would, would you, wouldn't you? You would. What do you, what do you mean? I kept it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but if Sapphire did it as a joke to you. Yeah. You would probably know that it was one of us, and you would oh, bring yeah. it and go, oi, motherfucker, who did this? He never said a fucking word. Oh, he still got it. I reckon yes. On a lighter note, going back to the original subject, <laughs> um, Helen also put a lovely comment for us, which is, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. much, Helen. Very much appreciated. We just have fun. We hope we you do. enjoy yeah. it. Yes. Um, one last comment from uh, our good friend Stu Hughes. Don't remember the pay-per-view, but the N64 game is still the best wrestling game to date. Yeah, it's best not to remember it. Yeah, just remember that Stu. guy. Because you two could end up like me and wanting to call these two a pair of cunts. What's hilarious about this, right, as well... (laughs) Sorry, John. (laughs) What's hilarious about this as well is WWE obviously took this so seriously because they named this No Mercy. And then in America, in October, they had No Mercy again. Yes. (laughs) It's the only year... That's a good trivia question. It's the only year when No Mercy happens twice. Yeah. Yeah, 1999. Do we go bottom or do we go watch along? No, watch along. I was going to say, what? Have I missed the topic? News or watch along? Well, there ain't much really to cover for the news because we're going to start doing that live. But have you got a couple of bits? I've got a couple of news. But but what we will say is, for anyone who is still listening to us ramble, what we will say is... Is that we if you're are going to the start, news, don't bother. <laughs> we are going to start to do the news live in the Facebook group. Yes. Um, I've got a couple of things, not many. Maybe um, you'll comment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <it's> <laughs> right, uh, first news item Moose. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> Chocolate Moose! Strawberry Moose! Strawberry Moose! Moose is back. He has resigned with Impact for the longest deal anyone has ever made. Really? He wants to establish himself as a top star in the company. Okay. He's also said that he's a, he's a big scare going somewhere else and making new friends. I'm really shy of getting to know people, and I'd rather stay where I am comfortable. Oh, well, oh, that's fair play to it. Yeah. Fair play. Oh, I think that's nice. Yeah, yeah he's best enough to it. Yeah. He said he wants to be up there with Kurt Angle, the AJ Styles. Yeah, well, good on you. Well, Nick Bobwinkle stayed in AWA yeah. for his whole career. And more importantly, we'll be your friend. Until yes, yeah. <laughs> until WCW. I'm not taking the piss. No, no, that's well, serious. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's a nice little story. So that's genuinely, you know, how often do you hear of you yeah. know, someone actually saying that? Someone, I think, someone else was interested when his contract came up, and he just he's turned it down straight away. Yeah, um, and he said he doesn't care if he's earning no money to a lot of money. He'd rather stay in one place. He'd rather be happy. Good, yeah. good on you. Good on yeah. you, mate. Yeah, well done, Moose. Um, Tony Khan. Every time oh, I say that, I don't know. I never did get any, you know, any moves sent in. We didn't, did we? Like, no, we didn't. And I tagged a lot of supermarkets on Twitter about that. I got yeah, no fucking, fucking feedback. Fucking cheapskates, no. bastards. Um, I'll do it again. I think we should. Do you know what I think we should do? Right. 
and I, I, I really respect what Moose the rest of said so I'm going to take that out uh, this away bring okay. it back to yeah, the yeah, Moose yeah. tangent yeah. Right. I think that we should do a video and what you have to do is a challenge right <clears throat> you have to try and find a Moose yeah. that isn't fucking chocolate or strawberry do you know do what you remember we did that? Yeah. yeah someone actually got back to me about that about a month later did that obviously when the episode came out apparently you can get lemon this. right so you're not allowed lemon either now. Right. so you can't have chocolate strawberry or lemon no right. alright okay oh, right this is next mission moose. or milky bar we're going to moose it that's not a moose that's, that's the no no not no right. not having chocolate bar mousses because mm. they're flat no right. it's got to be specific yeah. different flavour because that's still a chocolate yeah the most challenge yeah. okay right right um tony khan he has tried to write an episode of dynamite using an app called chat gpt oh god basically the ai will create the show oh but unfortunately it oh. tried to cram too much in and it hasn't got a lot of knowledge it's of going AEW russo, plus 2021 it's going Russo. It did have some solid thoughts and could be something they work with in the future. Right, I'm going to tell you something, guys. Watch, there's a YouTuber out there called Call Me Kevin, right? Right. Yeah, he used this as certain AI yeah. to try and create a story, and you should have seen the hell that it put him through. He's a guy who fucks around and has a laugh. He didn't even have to do anything. This thing took him on this wild goose chase rabbit hole story where he ended up like you have killed yourself you now run the world that's like how it ended and it was a story about something like a dog no I'm out he's out yeah I'm out those AIs are scary motherfuckers yeah. they get, if they go wrong on the story that goes well, all over the place we've all watched Terminator 2 we know yeah. how that ends a <laughs> um, couple of sad ones Droz any memories on him oh uh, it wasn't the best worker. Uh, just sadness, yeah. really. Oh, just a shame. Do you know what? I, I disagree with that. Okay. I think he had potential. Did you know he'd only been wrestling for two years before he got injured? Yeah. Yeah, he was That's a, a shame. He was a real blue chipper. He yeah. was someone who'd come in, he came into the Legion of Doom, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had a couple of matches in ECW to start with, then LOD 2000, team with Albert, and basically was on heat and jacked. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was only thirty when he got injured. Yeah, and he's it's a terrible accident with Dino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a shame because, like you said, for the two years that he was there, you could see the progress. I I think the biggest positive for him is that he never held a grudge and he always lived his life. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest positive. I think he was a success story. They were yeah. still paying him to write articles for the magazine. Yeah, yeah. I think he was a success yeah. story. Yeah. I think he he didn't go down. He made the most of his life and yeah. put on him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had the he had the wonderful philosophy of, and I'm pretty sure if I remember this rightly, it said the injury's not going to define me. Yeah, and good on him, man. Yeah. Good on him. Um, yeah, it's a shame. It is. It is a shame. Yeah. Mantar. Any memories on Manta? It's going to sound really harsh, but no, I haven't. <laughs> I just remember that huge head and them having oh, to try and get in the ring yeah. and he used yeah. to have to get through that entrance. And Jim Cornette being with him. Yeah, I've got a couple of interesting things. He <clears throat> debuted in 1991, wrestled for the CWA in um, Germany mm. under the name oh, Bruiser yeah. Mastino. He debuted in WF in 1995 
Um, he his last match was against Bam Bam Bigelow. He returned back to CWA in Germany, joined DCW for a couple of matches in '95. He then went back to the WWF in 1996 mm-hmm. and was the bodyguard uh, for Gold Dust at In Your House Seven with the Armored Warrior angle. Have you ever seen that match? Yes, yeah, terrible. It it's not even a match. Is it? Yeah, it it re- is, it's not it's happening as a rewatch. You can fuck off. <laughs> it could. No, it could so no, fucking weird. I've had enough shite watch reviews. Uh, no. Have you ever seen it? No, no. I'm not oh, going to. I don't know. No. You, you might actually find it. It's it isn't terrible. It's just fucking weird. weird. Yeah, pair weird. of bastards you do, aren't you? <laughs> like, you can't ex- even explain what goes on. Yeah, it's, um, it's a very strange match. Um, oh, and it doesn't, doesn't, it, isn't a chair involved and someone's yeah, sitting in the middle sat in of the ring? Yeah, it's when Go- Warrior starts stroking Goldust hair or something. I yeah, think. it is so fucking uh, goes on I mean, I, I mean I watch it I mean it sounds creepy and weird I watch it um, final thing about Mantar 97 he joined the Truth Commission made a brief appearance in the WWF um, before going off to the USWA I Ooh. never knew that no I didn't really? either every day is what, he was in the Truth which one was he then he was called Tank one with the cow on his head yeah <laughs> was he Greek I've got I this feeling know. that he was Greek I'm not 100% sure um, the final one, the Iron Sheik. Little while now, he passed away. Oh, but, um, no, no, that's going for me. I didn't yeah. write any memories, but I've wrote a few of his Twitter. Oh, <laughs> mate! Would you read a couple to you? Oh, Flying Squirrel reminds me of Ultimate Warrior because he's little rat when he jump in the ring like idiot Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next Iron Sheik um, memory quote. Twitter quote, that's the one. <laughs> um, fuck the Wednesday or Thursday, whichever day it is. McDonald's, shut the fuck up. People shit their pants when they eat your food. <laughs> Nicki Minaj and Mariah Carey, they have a feud. Go watch Sheik Slaughter boot camp match. That's a feud. Okay. Yes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all, yes. I'm surprised he's able to write it, do you know what I mean? I, I've got to admit, my absolute favourite tweet I've ever seen him put out, or I think would have been the last Christmas, obviously before he died, and all it simply stated was, Merry Christmas, everyone. Not you, Hulk Hogan. Fuck you, jabroni. Like, you guys... Know how big a fan I am of. Oh yeah. I mean, Stu even got me a present of Funko, yes. and I've, I've. I mean, I was devastated when I heard. Uh, my favourite memory of him is actually back, and we. Would, I just told you this guys off. Uh, I just told these guys off of uh, when we were actually recording. Yeah. Is there's a clip out there of him doing a promo with Gene Oakland, <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck it's all about, right? But there's like a a big goose or a fucking turkey turkey or something (laughs) like that. And he's going on this rant about this is what we do with turkey. I'm sure it's Thanksgiving. It must be. Yeah. Right? But he's got the turkey and he's just driveling on. And he's got the turkey by the neck and you're looking at it and the turkey's looking actually, he's pointing it towards the camera going... Like turning its head, so it's actually looking at the camera. Name Gene Oakland is on the floor laughing. We at Top Turnbuckle Podcast do not condone the use, the bad use of turkeys. Yeah, 
The thing about it is, is he don't hurt the turkey or anything like that. It's just funny. Like, he, he's he, just got it, and you're like, what he, are you doing? He was so surreal. Like, it, it clearly in a world of his own, and good on him, man. Yeah. You know, he was absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah. Couldn't say any better. Yeah. yeah. We got any uh, uh, any other news that you want to? Um, any other? Right, Chewbacca. What's all happening? Um, Impact Slam anniversary, the 19th edition just happened. Fantastic. Well, that, yeah. it? You're, you're a big Impact fan. Oh, I'm loving it. I, I've I, been loving it for a long time. I don't have time. time for it with it's, all the what I, it's you know, so good. that I'm watching. Mm. Everything they've done recently, it's one of their biggest crowds they've had in a long time as well. Oh, good the crowds on. are just getting bigger and bigger. Good. Um, AEW game, anyone played it? No. no, it's not for me. No. I'm go- I am going to get it, but... I've heard good things about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, same. But yeah. It's meant to be quite fun, I've heard. Yeah. Apart from that, it's not the greatest. But it is, it's each their own, isn't it? Yeah. Well, speaking, speaking of games as well, old Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howard here and uh, Valhalla are now available for... Um, as DLCs now, aren't they? Yeah, I did see that come yeah. up on Bray's. Uh, was it on his tweets? Yeah, he's he's tweeted about it a few times now. Yeah, yeah. I was interested because I wondered if there was anything in it. You know, with yeah, Bray's I was sort hope, of I stuff. was yeah, I was hoping there was, but yeah. No. no. Um, WWE has interest in Nick Olders as a producer. As a producer, yes. no, he's too young. He's uh, still a talent. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, bit of AEW. Orange Cassidy's just had his 26th defend. 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 Defense of defense the. Of the uh, All Atlantic Championship. Is that what it's called now? Yeah. 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 Um, and he's, he's, he's on a roll. Every match he's had has been different. Fantastic. He's. Yeah. I'm not a fan of his, but he's. Um, He's actually been. I never quiet. used to be a big fan, yeah. but he's yeah. He's just everything has been good about. Yeah, him. it has. Yeah, of late, I can't can't knock it. Yeah, he's really he's really yeah. He's turned the corner, man. Yeah, really is. Good on him, man. Good on him. Jungle Boy is dead. Yeah, obviously. Um, I'm which, upset. Do you know what? That was my first thought. But I've had a thought about this mm. for... It's not actually dead, by the way. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, the character Jungle Boy is dead. Yes. I've had a thought behind this because I clearly remember having this conversation with James about the things that we're looking forward to the most going to All In. And James's one was singing Tarzan Boy. By Baltimore, Baltimore by, yeah. yeah. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm, I came up with this idea. When we go and see him, and for anyone else that is listening to this podcast who is going to Wembley at the end of August, I vote we start singing it. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> I, I hope they they go well with this Jack Perry turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> James has got the bloody Iron Sheik with the turkey <laughs> back, uh, video on in the background on the big screen. I'm sorry. It's so not helping. That is a, a massive distraction. It's so funny. It's so funny. Wouldn't you that? You don't even need the words. Look at Gene Akel in there. He's lost it, isn't he? He's been so Oh, God. And it falls off. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> Anyway, getting back to Sorry. it, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Jack Perry. I hope they they give it enough time to, yeah. to work. Something I, what interests me is that 
he was against Christian was trying to turn him heel a yeah. while ago yeah. Christian turned so him Luchasaurus is now with Christian I don't get this I'm wondering if they're they going to join join somehow something might happen yeah that's um, what I was wondering because that's where I see it going so what, that what they have it? a faction yeah so what was the point so what, they, they're basically creating more talent to go for the trio's titles maybe, maybe. I don't know but, I mean but then what was the whole point of that Luchasaurus and Christian Cage and trying to turn you know I don't know I, now that storyline seems wasted do you know what's sad to me go on I'll let you go no go. I, don't, I don't know what I was going to say to be honest really um, unless they can kind of I guess somehow put it all together to make a bigger storyline out of it and make it all make sense well, but I not if the AI is I quite <laughs> I quite like the new character actually when I watched it I quite liked it right yeah because it's a more serious character I think he can get over more but I liked him as a baby face yeah so I just liked him I, I didn't see any reason to change him I thought he's a perfect underdog that you can build a yeah. big story under and you'd have that big celebration of him getting that title I thought it would have been a better story couldn't agree more yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd have never turned him heel no not until I'd done something with him as that ba- white meat baby face I'd had that story unless he would have gone for the title won the title or gone for the title and lost it and turned on everyone yeah I would have liked to have seen a finishing story so yeah. uh, you have Jungle Boy he's chasing he's the underdog yeah he finally gets the title and then down the line after he loses it maybe you do something like that yeah I think it's a little bit of a waste yeah yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, MJF, Adam Cole. I really enjoyed well, these, it. These two having to team up. Yeah. Yeah, it's so quite good. good. It's yeah. really entertaining. It's where they're playing the game and they're going out and they're Yeah, it drunk. is funny. Oh, MJF doing the whole Adam Cole baby. Yeah, come yeah, out it is funny. Up. And the whole boom bit. And is, they've done is, the dance off the other yeah. as well. It's actually helping Adam Cole. Yes. He's also taking MJF away from... Because I, I can't... I like his character, I really do, but it's starting to get a bit stale for me. Yeah. And I think they've done that at the right time. I do feel like, though, this is going to be the match for the title at All In. I then think... I am absolutely happy with that. Yeah, I, I'm all right with it. What I think would be more interesting, though, is if Adam Cole turned. Well, well, yeah. Well, well, say that again. Adam Cole. Baby. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never, like I said previously, I've never been a big fan of Adam Cole, but I haven't actually, baby, and I have actually enjoyed him in this role, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have. I, yeah. I, I think he's. I think there's something there. I like Adam Cole. Yeah. I've, I've always liked him. Yeah. Also, I'm liking the um, Bullet Club Gold as well. Yes. <clears throat> the guns have joined them, and I think it's a good fit as well. And I'm a bit disappointed. Is this the Bushi? No, it's... You've it's got, the other guy, isn't it? Jay White. Jay um, What happened the other day with Blood and Guts? Have you seen it? No. Oh, it's... Um, oh, it was, was that the FTR one? No, this was... Oh, no, no, that was a house show. I'm trying right? to think. Yeah. five or five. Um, I cannot remember what happened. Okay, I'll watch it later. Um, I'll watch it tomorrow. It's quite long. Yep. It's very violent. There's a bed of nails in it. I've seen it. Um... I've Pack. seen clips. I haven't watched it. Pack walks out halfway through the match. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't really remember. That's Pax Flanter in any. Do you think? Really struggling. I just think. I just think that he's he he is so much better than where he keeps ending up. Yeah, he's got some deal at the moment where he's because he's not on TV all the time. He's going back home to England. Yeah, for yeah, a few okay. days a week, and then he's coming back to wrestle. Oh Jesus! So he's Christ. doing a bit of both. That God, must be fucking harder. Must be horrendous. Yeah, yeah. It must be harder. Fair play to him though for doing yeah. that. But oh mate. But with this um, Bullet Club gold, I'm a bit disappointed because Brian Pillman Jr.'s left. He's now. left. He's mm. gone out of the yeah. And I think he would have been a good fit in there yeah. with yeah. the Gun Club and yeah. um, Jay White and yeah, I agree. the other guy with the beard. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Oh. oh, what's his fucking name? Yeah, um, Juice. Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson, that's it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much else. FTR. Bullet Club Gold had a 60-minute match mm. on Collision, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, having had time three. to see it, yeah. Good match. Well, we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. Um, apart from that, yeah, I don't think there's much else. No? No. Yeah. All good. Anything locally that we want to talk about that's going on? Um, Stay Market Slam's coming up on the 1st of August. Nice. Um, unfortunately, I can't go to that one. Yeah. Because I'm going to be in Marseille. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are so you going to Monty? Mm, kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, me and the missus. We, we can talk about it after. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Me and the missus book tickets going with Rugby World Cup match. Oh, lovely, oh. mate. Yeah, going to South Africa and Tonga. Yeah. Sorry, I actually didn't know that, guys, so I'm actually <laughs> asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to watch the Springboks. Because Scotland were too fucking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, that's it. Shall we move on to rewatch um, time? Your bottom. <laughs> you guys can do this because I haven't seen it, but I can remember it. I, I've, I've got a very short, brief synopsis for anyone overseas um, that has clearly never watched bottom do you before. Want to describe bottom first. I oh will. God, it's so funny. I have a brief description of the series and in particular this episode so this episode actually first aired um gas it's called um on the 24th of september 1991 yeah i was gonna say 92 91 um and it is it's two two pioneers of modern day british comedy rick mail the late great rick mail yeah who passed uh, sorry tragically passed away on the 9th of june 2004 um does is anyone know how old uh, sorry, 2014, oh, sorry. Um, does anyone know how old he was? I don't. 60s? 56. Was he 56? Uh, genuinely, uh, that was that was like my first big celebrity death that really hit me quite hard. Because, oh, crush. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but he was, um, yeah, he was a phenomenal comedic actor and joining forces with Adrian Edmondson was just you know we had you know the the dangerous brothers uh the young ones uh bottom um, filthy rich and cat filthy rich and cat flap yeah um is that uh bastard alan bastard, alan bastard new yeah. statesman yeah. That's yeah. Fucking yeah. Oh, that was yeah. that was rick on his own yeah but oh man it, it them two alan together which is but they were just brilliant absolutely brilliant and it is maniacal comedy 
And it is quite violent comedy as well. We've got to it, be honest. It's yeah. slapstick, yeah. violent, cartoon you, style. Yeah. Putting it this way, you'd never get away with doing it now. I'll tell you no. what it reminds me of. It reminds me of an adult version of Tom and Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs> absolutely. So, <laughs> Aid Edmondson and Rick Mayo. So, Rick Mayo played the character of Richard Richard. And, <laughs> and um, Aid Edmondson played the wonderful, lovable, Adri- uh, sorry, Edward Elizabeth Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, basically, they played two absolute fucking losers um, that lived in a grotty, disgusting fucking shithole of a flat. They rent-free as well. They, yeah, they managed to wangle yeah. a rent-free, rent-free ha- flat in Hammersmith um, where no matter how hard they try to either you know get laid find romance get rich or drunk in any way means possible it would always go tits up quite frankly um, they were a bunch of, they were a pair of losers who just never won yeah yeah it's basically it but yeah. they were fucking, fucking brilliant yeah Absolutely brilliant, and this episode is—it's episode two from series one. Is it really? Yeah. My, do you know what, Mike? We can talk just quickly about our folks. My favourite one, right? If funny enough, it's the one when they're in the shop and they go and sit up at the fucking uh, on, the, and they go and sit and watch a cricket on the yeah, fucking yeah. roof. I don't yeah. know why. I just love that one. I so love them all. But my my absolute favourite moment of that one. I can't remember is it, uh, when he gets the sun, cre- the sun cream out and starts putting it on his hands and Richie starts rubbing it in his face and Eddie looks at him and goes why are you putting sour cream on your face yeah. <laughs> he went you know it's sunblock and he went no you put that in your sandwiches yeah it's but, but you watched me eat them yeah I know <laughs> I, I, I just love the way that they're on deck chairs on the top of the guy's fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed every episode I don't Same think there's one I didn't enjoy I always remember the first one I ever saw and it was the fairground one where they're stuck at the top oh. of the first wheel and I remember sitting in bed and I was just laughing yeah, yeah it's so good the first episode I ever watched the bottom was the Christmas one oh yes where they um, instead of having gold frankincense and myrrh yes they brought a, a box of Terry's gold all gold chocolates a Frankenstein mask and grr for men the aftershave <laughs> just for my favourite episode the Halloween special one when they get the, the carrot frost yeah. and exploding carrots give it to me yes. oh god he's gone all Welsh again have you got any more exploding carrots <laughs> and then a uh, uh, Dave Hedgehog and Spug gun <laughs> uh, is it like a uh, the, uh, Dor- a sa- yeah Dorian. sacrifice yeah Doreen Hedgehog Dorian. that's the name of evil <laughs> we see we say these now for anyone that's overseas that has never watched this I apologise if absolutely none of this fucking makes sense to you I really do yeah but which is exactly what I was going to say I don't care It's and that's not meant in a horrible way this is a it's a pinnacle moment in British comedy yeah. and we're very lucky that Johnny picked an episode where um, the late great Brian Glover who was a school teacher then became a wrestler who yeah. then became not only a Hollywood actor um, but a British star with you know that was synonymous with British culture this is the man who was the voice of Tetley T yeah long yes. after he died mm. yeah you know did you know that his father was actually a wrestler as well yes Red Devil yeah yeah 
I ran and, um, up on this before we came around. <laughs> Brian yeah, Glover yeah, actually wrestled under the name of Leon Aris, the man from Paris. Paris. Yes. <laughs> and he got the Did name like from taking the place of a real Frenchman who yeah. didn't turn up for he the show. He never match. turned up for the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> but he was, he was quite a good wrestler as well. Yeah. He, he was quite held in high regard. He would oh. always put wrestling over in interviews, no matter what, all the time. Yeah. Whatever ah. he did. Yeah, man. Cut this out. That's what someone like uh, a certain promoter should do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dick. Yeah. Um, you I could never shit on your own doorstep. Yeah. Fucking Then wipe your ass on the mat. So <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode was about the... Was the gas, gas man? Gas yeah. man, yes. The uh, gas man turns up because they're being robbing thieving bastards and siphoning off the gas meter from next door. That's right, and the, and the next door neighbour was Mr. Rottweiler. Mr. Rottweiler, yes, Brian Glover. And uh, one moment that he gets involved is uh, they go round to the house and they go. Mr. Rottweiler answers the door and he goes, "Bugger off." Um, I've got a bird upstairs. And I'm in love. <laughs> yeah. It's the real thing. It's the real thing. So naughty. It's unbelievable. Come on, you sexy, raunchy love handle. It's the, the bit before. So just just before he tells them to bugger off, he said, if I see you two faces <laughs> back here again, I'll kill you. <laughs> he slams the door in their face. Eddie walk, goes to walk away and Richie's just stood there and rings the doorbell again. He answers the door and goes, what? Trap my fingers in the door. <laughs> then slams the door at him again and traps his knob in it. <laughs> the, the thing is, we're along with doing this, just, I know we're doing it about Glover and everything, yeah. but Bottom is so good anyway. Like like you were saying in there, as I just walked out of the room, mm. like the first episodes, my biggest recollection first memory of Bob is when they played the chess game oh <laughs> yes they got catch that was the first one I remember watching and I always remember that bit where he goes no 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 get that board <laughs> I was literally about to say what did Richie have on the front line of his chess set <laughs> Prawns. Pro- yeah. <laughs> Frozen prawns because he had no chest pieces left. And a giant Spider-Man figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just remember another episode like this where when Death comes around. Oh. Eddie's dressed up as Death on skills. Yeah. I like the one when they're trying to get the Johnnies out of the... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> out of the Can you remember the one where they, um, where they forged all the money? Yeah. And they had a two and a half pound note. Yeah. Right. The, and there's there's a guy at the bar who's got a false leg. Yeah, they're trying it's, to split. Do you know who that is? I'm not sure. It's Crichton from Red Dwarf. It's Robert Llewellyn. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's Robert Llewellyn. Yeah. Yeah, don't they draw someone's face on it that's wrong? Don't they? Uh, don't yeah, they the, queen, the Queen's got three eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And on the flip side, it's her getting her tits out. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a telescope thing. The Queen. Why have you done that, Eddie? The Queen doesn't have tits. <laughs> She's royalty. I like the bit where they go, um, let's play the game, put the thing on the fridge. We haven't got a thing, put the sausage on the fridge. <laughs> tape the sausage to the but fridge. But we haven't got a sausage. <laughs> well, let's just put, put the tape on the fridge then. So our, our, general, our, our general consensus is that it's fucking amazing. It's man. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And this is, and again, it's Brian Glover always seemed to play pretty much the same sort of figure in everything he did yeah. but he's so memorable for it mm. I mean have you guys what's, ever seen the like, 70s film Kez 
Yes. I have he's, got, yeah. he's, he's the PE teacher. That's right. Who literally, he's that, like... Northern hardnut type. He's a proper northern yeah. hardnut PE teacher who is running rings around these eight and nine-year-old boys yeah. to show off how good he is. It's just proper, like, this is the, some old guy who clearly yeah. peaked at school. Yeah. And never got over it, and now he's just bullying these kids yeah. who are like nine years old because he's a better footballer. Yeah. Did you know that him and uh, Rick Mail appeared together in the American uh, Werewolf in, in London? London? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they're playing chess. Yeah, they're very young as well. Yeah. Sorry, young. Rick Mail is he's uncredited in that role as well. Oh right. He's not in. He's not in the credits. Um, but Brian Glover is the guy who's playing darts with the other guy yes because he throws a dart and goes you made me miss <laughs> yes <laughs> I never miss <laughs> but yeah I remember that yeah what in, a, in an American werewolf yeah 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 uh, I remember that both of those two are in the pub drinking oh fucking yeah, hell mate. yeah yeah uh, one other quote I've got from um, it as well when they kill the gas man and um, <laughs> you know, um, maybe he's not dead maybe he's just stunned he goes, why don't you give him the kiss of life and Richie goes, yeah. <laughs> he turns around and goes, no, I will not, you sad perv. We have a dead body. And, I, and uh, the fir- your first idea is to sexually assault it. <laughs> Sorry, you'd never get away with this now. I still like, what, can either of you two remember where the first place that they hide, the, uh, where Eddie hides the body? Is it under the rug? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, right, what we'll do is I'll pretend to be a police officer and walk in and see if I can spot it after Richie trips over it. <laughs> Eddie walks out, walks back in, goes, hello, hello, what's that body under the rug there for? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's so stupid. (laughs) Because he's the guy that put it there. But, um, yeah, it's when when the gas man finally comes to, um, as they've got him half out the window. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Let's put him on a bus. But the bus conductor will kick him off because he's got a fear. No, put him on the bus. (laughs) But he'll get caught by the bus conductor. We'll put him on the roof of the bus, <laughs> but there's not a bus conductor there. I see your point. Spoils the way I'm standing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, but, when the gas man turns up as well, oh. and they invite him and goes, "Would you like a cup of tea?" And he's like, "Well, how do you keep it so warm in here? How do you make love? Here? Yeah, we make love, <laughs> not to each other. <laughs> we make a cup of alone, tea freezing cold, not alone, but with other people. Huh? <laughs> yes. Each to their own, then." <laughs> So I personally haven't, can't remember this one. Oh, it's great. I really can't, but I've seen so many of them. I like, so I've got them all upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Set. And I love the one with the charity. When they yep. go around, they punch. They go, thank you very much. And they punch the fucking people yeah. down the stairs. Yeah. And they've got all these charity boxes in the door. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they've got them all lined up. I had the great honour of actually going to watch them live. Did once. you? Yeah. On the last tour, when I was living in Somerset, I got oh, to see, wow. I got to see the Weapons Grade Wifefronts tour yeah, uh, at the Bristol Hippodrome. Um, I think, I believe, rightly, I think there was four or five of us um, from work that went. And fuck me, I've never laughed so hard in my life. It was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Isn't that where they televised Bottom Three? Hooligan's uh, Island, didn't they do Bristol? Didn't they? they kept going, fuck off Bristol, didn't we they? We mean fuck off for your Bristol soda Yeah, I'm sure they did it. Yeah, that's, that's, they for filmed, the TV. Yeah, for the, yeah, for the video, that's, yeah, yeah they filmed it in um, uh, Bristol. Um, they also filmed the, the film Guesthouse Paradiso on the Isle of Wight. 
Yeah. Fucking <laughs> I love it. Um, can you also? There's quite a few um, now big names in it, but the posh guy who was in there with the you know young lady, as Rick Mail always referred to him as mm, Edward and Mrs Simpson. I can't remember. <laughs> That's Bill Nye. Is it? Yeah. I just can't remember. I've seen so much of. Uh, like all of the bottom series yeah. that I, you know, and it's just all meshed into yeah. one. <laughs> but the um, the couple who come in with the two kids that end up staying in the film oh, as well, yeah. um, and they try getting <clears throat> videotape back of uh, Richie in the crotchless rubber oh, yeah, spiked underwear, yeah. um, and they hook his nipple accidentally with oh, a fishing yeah, hook. Yeah. Do you know who the guy was? No, I can't remember. It's Simon Pegg. Oh, it is, yeah. It's, yeah. I was going to say him, yeah. When they hook his nipple up and it starts pulling and they're essentially lifting the guy out of a bed <laughs> by his nipple ring and when it's fine, it snaps and it lets go and he hits the bed and all you hear him say is, mm, Diana, Princess of Wales, smack me up, you dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, going back to gas, uh, yeah, Brian Glover's literally in it for like, it's not five in, ten minutes. Yeah, it's not no, in this a lot. is more a, a, a love fest of of the yeah. series bottom. I should yeah. be very careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's like the love fest of bottom. So I was, was, was going to go bottom love fest. Not yeah. what I yeah. But he he absolutely steals the role. He's yeah. sorry, he steals the show in this. Yeah, and he's only in it for ten minutes. It's fucking brilliant. And like I said, he plays that northern hard bastard in literally everything he's ever done apart from Alien 3 yes um, where he just played a dick but he played it brilliantly um, he steals the show on this one he really does yeah it's a very loose tie-in but um, yeah, yeah I don't care I it's a great tie-in yeah well it's if people don't like bottom they can fucking skip it I'll put yeah. chapters in yeah. we've enjoyed it yeah. and more <laughs> at a point I'm sorry but if you don't like bottom you're fucking dead to me mm-hmm. you know? My mum had this is proof to it, proof to it, right? My mum had never ever liked it, ever liked it. And when like well, obviously when we were young, that was yeah. like way out there comedy. Yeah. But every time I'd watch it, my mum would obviously be sat in the you know, sat in the other sofa in the living room with me, and I could hear her chuckling away. It is I'm like, I thought you don't like this. Well, I don't. It's stupid comedy. Said, but you're laughing. Mm. And then I used to get the videos of the live shows for oh, Christmas yeah. presents. Yeah. And like, it's me and my uncle and my stepdads watching it, wetting ourselves laughing. Yeah. My two aunts not really like, oh, God, now this is this stupid. Yeah. Rubbish, I mean, yeah. and there's me mum with her face down, trying not to laugh yeah. in the background. I'm like, but you're <laughs> laughing at this one. <laughs> Don't tell me you bottom, don't like bottom it. Bottom one was in the flat, wasn't it? Yes. Bottom two was in a prison. And then yeah. back to the flat. Yeah. And then number three the was number three Desert Island with the nuclear bomb. Beaches, palm trees, bamboo. And the greatest series of fuck-ups with Rick Mayo forgetting his lines. Yeah. And then there's weapons grade wire fronts where the entire storyline is we need friction to power the time machine. Yeah, I've got that one upstairs. I've never really watched it. It is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I went to. Right. Yeah, which basically involves the time machine being powered by Richie having a wank. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got halfway through that one, but it's quite. It's, it's quite long like to watch yeah. and I, I don't think I've finished watching is it the one where they go back into their old characters as well yes yeah they go back into playing Vivian and Rick yeah from the young ones yeah and, Steve uh, Hedgehog was one of them wasn't he yeah yeah he was 
Yeah. The, the, the long-haired guy, Neil, he did never come into bottom, did he? Just no, but he was in uh, Filthy Rich and Cat Flat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm I, Genuinely, I could speak about bottom for <laughs> fucking hours. Can if you I want. Really I really could. Mind. I can't, because I've got fucking everything. <laughs> 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 but, um... I love it. Oh, I think it was a great pick, Johnny. Like you said, yeah, yeah, I don't care if it was a loose pick or not. It doesn't matter, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's brought a comedy element. I mean, I mean, we bring a comedy element anyway. We don't do this in seriousness. It is a bit of fun. But actually being able to bring something that we deem as funny, and hopefully you guys at home, if you've watched Bottom, if you haven't, please go and check it out. If you like it, let us know. If you don't, let us know. It was on Netflix. I, I don't think the, they got rid of it. Uh, I think the theme of um, this one should be British culture. Yeah. Within yeah, yeah. Because it, it then goes into comedy. It's turned, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it, iPlayer took it off as well. They took the whole bottom off. Oh, so you can't watch it. You can now. watch stuff. There is bits on YouTube. Yeah. But Daily Motion's got episodes. it. Yeah. Daily Motion's got it. That's a fucker to load. Isn't yeah. That? yeah. That's all the fucking time. But yeah, it's a shame because you know. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not going into this. Um, yeah. So there we, go, yeah. there we go. That's yeah. So um, um, have we got anything else to discuss? Well, hold on a second. Let me just quickly have a look to see if we got any comments about this one. Because um, I'm a bit of a silly boy and I didn't look. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Bear with me. I'm sure we can edit all this bit out. Yes, we can. Bottom. There it is. Do you have any comments? Yeah. Just that's awesome, probably. Uh, ben Sandy had commented just one long, 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 long word. Uh, emphasis on brilliant! Yeah. Uh, which, obviously, a nice little um, nod to Rick Mayo there. Uh, and the other one, uh, Johnny Rose. I'm a huge fan of Bottom and a huge fan of Brian Glover. Yeah. That's all we need to say, really. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to get involved in that one. Anyway. Yeah, uh, and I also, as I said, with the British culture, I think that that meshes the two really well together. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got yeah. British culture, British comedy, the wrestling, part of pantomime. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Have we got anything else to cover? I don't think we do. He has. In that case, before you sing a song, Johnny, we go back to Johnny Oki again because I forgot Johnny to do that Oki. introduction to start with. I'm going to announce our topics for the next episode. Oh, so in order, our top three for next month will be top three gut wrenching promos. What's sad? Sad, happy. Heartstring promos. Okay. Anything like that. Our best moment is going to be not a best or worst because I don't want to do a worst moment of this one. Okay. It's the best moment from the icon Sting. Whenever. Whenever. Perfect. And our rewatch because I'll done with shite ones at the moment you bastards it's going to be a match way single match from uncensored 1996 WCW oh fuck Stephen Regal versus the Belfast Brawler that's a good match 
I've seen that match. That's a good match. Oh, Thank you. Today's World of Sport. I yeah. know that was that was brilliantly done. Thank you very much, me. Here we go. I I have one song ready for next month. Yeah. Next episode. It it ties in with SummerSlam being in August, and it is the SummerSlam 1993 rap by Men on a Mission and the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, I've never heard this. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it is, it? is incredible. This must be very great. Oh, it is. It's, it, it's very hard to find. It is on YouTube. Is it? But it, it took me a while to find it. Yes. Um, yeah. And I'm going to, I need another one as well, obviously. So I don't know if you, if you, if you want to have a think about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll let you pick my song for the next oh, one. Oh yeah, can I pick the style? If you want to. Yes. Have you got anything in mind now? No. No? Okay. <laughs> we'll get back to you on that one. This is gonna be awesome. <sighs> one that I would really like to see, well, not Johnny D, but it just is a real favourite of mine, is with the video on the YouTube that we played, the Tatanka with the Buffalo. Have you seen that yes. one? Yeah. They put it on YouTube and it's like fucking psychedelic with the buffalo yeah, in the background. It's, it's oh. fucking awesome. If you want me to, I'm happy to do three songs next month, next what? episode. I don't mind doing your you one. Can do one live. I'll do you to talk. I'll do yeah. it to talk live. There we yeah. go. On the first live edition of Top Turnbuckle Podcast News Around the World, I will yes. sing to Tonka Buffalo. Yeah, done. I got blood in Sold. my veins. <laughs> I was going to sing it in, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to leave. Uh, just drop them a teaser. <laughs> you know. No teaser. Yeah, yeah. Hang on the balls. No, right nothing right. else. <laughs> <sighs> so there we go. Yes. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it's your fault. You bring out the worst, don't you? I bring out the worst. Ooh. Right, we, um, we got anything else to no, say? Mate. We've just got the awesome Johnny Oki. Well, before we do that, don't forget, I want you to go to Facebook and write... Hashtag. Hashtag. Get off me knob Goldberg. Get off me knob Goldberg. Get off my knob Goldberg. No, no, no. Get off me knob. Get off me knob. Get off me knob Goldberg. I would love to see anyone write that in there. Who could do the best copy version of it? Get off me knob Goldberg. Get off me knob Goldberg. <laughs> Get off me, new up, Goldberg. <laughs> I'll stick to the Dan Houser ones, won't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't seen your knob round here before. Yeah, all right, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, yes, get on there and I will send you a gift. Yes. Don't know what it's going to be. Does that include us? No. Oh, you prick. I still owe you a picture of a drawing of Petless Jack. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone else got this straight away. <laughs> Poor me. Oh, I'm like a week in and still nothing. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> Right, she's really on the rise at the moment, isn't she? We're still recording. That's though. fine. <laughs> I don't mind. I've gone past. The Sorry, point now. James is now talking about Rain Leverkusen. Yeah, we watch wrestling. We yeah. watch indie wrestling. That means we're better than everyone else. Uh, all right, MJF. <laughs> right, are you ready? That's how people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you watch the indie scene, you fucking know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, right, Stephen Regal. Oh yeah. I'm a man. A real man's man. I pretty much sang the song there. There we go. Job done. Okay. <laughs> right. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but here we go. Here we go now. Me, Stu, and James. We're all here together. Hmm. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> I thought that was part here of the fucking song. Oh or my god. 
Here we go now. Come on. Oh, you ready? Here we go. Ah, he's a real man. Real man's man. Such a man. Such a real, real, real man. Such a real man's man. He really has got all out Such a real man. Such a real man's man. Such a real man's man. Oh Such a man. This goes really well with this match. Such a, such a real man's man. Oh my god. He's such a, such a real man. Just for context, we're just going to sing that over and over. Just for context, we're watching William. We're watching women's wrestling while Johnny is singing. Such a real man. Such a real man. Such a real man's man. That's right. Hashtag, get off me knob, Goldberg. I'm such a real man's man. Such a real bad man. You know the words, come on. Such a <laughs> real bad man. He's a such a real. I do think that when everyone voted for this one, I thought this. Oh no, I didn't one get that either. Oh, got to put in the ooh at the beginning of it. <laughs> such a real man's man. I think we should fade this out. <laughs> I'll fade it out. Such a. Such I don't know how far long to go on for. Such a real man's matter two minutes left. I, 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 I think we've covered the majority <laughs> of this one. <laughs> I think you're right, Johnny. I think you sorted it, mate. There we go. So which which then leaves us with the uh, the outro. Um Thanks again, everyone, for um taking the time to actually get involved um with comments and uh, Oh shit! No <laughs> I've just forgotten something. What a dick. I'm so glad I remember this because I've asked people to do this before in the past and every time I've forgotten to fucking read it out. Right. Listener questions. We've got some listener questions. And then this is it. I do apologise. Right. Our first listener question came from... (laughs) Liv Baker. Thanks, mate. Why does the train not stop in Camborne on a Wednesday... That's about the level of question we do get in the wrestling page. <laughs> uh, my response was, uh, it was a driver's day off and his apprentice has only learnt how to travel backwards. Oh, um, so he's put good enough answer. Um, next question was Helen Berrigan. Hello, Helen. Hello. Uh, what do you think the card will be going into AEW all in at Wembley? I have no idea. We did chat no. about it briefly, didn't yeah. we? And we all kind of got stumped. Yeah, Adam Cole, MJF, I think. Yeah. Um... Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. Could be the first so. rubber match, couldn't yeah, it? I think yeah. it would be the main event. Um, I'd like to see David Boy Smith Jr. involved somehow. That wouldn't be bad, would it? I think that would be no. quite nice. A nice little tribute. If even if he's in the crowd, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Just to get acknowledged. Um, I want to see a Danhausen blimp. It's a, diffi- it's a difficult yeah. one, this Jay White Sam Punk, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll want to feature Punk. I'm just oh, yeah. trying yeah, to think of, of who they're they going to yeah. do because Samoa Joe's been announced already. Yeah. Yeah. For it. Um, Can you see them redoing the collision match though? No, no I don't think so they should. I, I could see it being Jay White. Yeah. Yeah. Pack will be there. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I think we'll see Chris Statlander there. Yeah, she's total hogs at the moment, yeah. isn't she? Uh, Orange will be there. Sting I think they'd be, be stupid not to put Jamie Hayter in. Oh, yeah. No, she'll, she'll, be, she'll be going for a title. Yeah. I could uh, see her against, uh, like, say, a Storm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to call at the moment. Tough to call. Uh, also, but thank you for the question anyway. Also, you've got a feature in the New Japan Stars. I think there'll be New yeah, Japan Stars yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. John Moxley will be there as well. Yeah. Bleeding. What? <laughs> uh, next question. Ross Bryfit. Bryfit. Oh, apologies if I've said that wrong. Uh, not a question, but more of a comment. The Bloodline feud has been one of the most must-see parts of WWE programming. Um, yeah. Yes. I've got to agree there. It got me back into their storyline. Yeah, yeah, it's been fantastic, yeah. actually. I've been thinking about this a little bit. I don't know if, if this will happen, but I've been trying to think about what might go on until WrestleMania. Yeah. I've thought... Survivor Series, Roman Reigns against Solo. Something happens yeah. for Solo to turn face. Um, he turns face for a short time. Um, then there's a double turn. Paul Heyman joins Solo. Mm. And then WrestleMania builds up for Cody Rhodes versus Solo in the main event. Yeah, that's yeah. a possibility. That could work, actually. I'd, is anyone getting the, the feeling? I know this sounds really weird. Is anyone getting the feeling that actually Reigns is turning a little bit face? Did you watch SmackDown yeah. this week? Yeah. Did you watch where Solo went out of control when those two were doing the ceremony? And like the fans were all over him. And he, he threw the table mm. up and then... I don't know. It's it's such a good story. You yeah. can't tell where it's going to go. I don't think it's going to be as simple as Solo just turning. I feel. I, do you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking another member, and I'm also thinking Jimmy Swerve. Yeah. I'm thinking that Jimmy might uh, go back on Jay. Yeah, possibility. Yeah. yeah. Who do you think wins at SummerSlam? Me. Roman. Yeah. Mm. It's it. It's not time to end it. It would be a huge shock. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I really like Jay, and this, he's the person who I would like to see do it, actually. Yeah. Storyline wise, I've always wanted Cody to do it, but. Yeah. Uh, that story will end later. Yeah. I would like to see Jay do it, but I'm just thinking of Jay, actually. Yeah. I'd, I think it's too much. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. Well, what do uh, you think? Uh, you out of interest. Oh, honestly, I don't know. Because I don't do you know. think Jay can carry that? No. He, look, I think he'd give it a go. I think he could for a while, but I think the run will be over far too quick, and then that just kind of tarnishes the whole. It's got to be someone who can carry it afterwards. Yeah. 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 Uh, next question comes from Alan Ridout. Uh, how much does the Maverick Matt Williams disappoint you? I can't really comment. To be honest, right? I don't know enough. No, I don't. I know that he's a Sorry. British indie wrestler. Yeah. I'm disappointed because yeah. I don't know enough. Well, yeah, there is that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, our answer for that is we're disappointed because we don't know enough. So, um, I have but, actually seen, I I have actually, I believe, seen one of his matches. Right. But I cannot remember. I know that he's an indie star. Yeah. I know for a fact. But thanks for bringing it to our attention anyway, and we'll check it out, and maybe we'll get back to you at a later time about it. Uh, next question from our very good friend Rob Shepard hello Rob is LA Knight the next big deal or is he just a well delivered catchphrase no I don't think so 
I don't Which think he's one? the next big thing. I think he's good, but I don't think they'll push him as a main eventer. I think US title, but I don't see, at, at, at the moment anyway, nothing more than that. Right, here's my thoughts on it then. Uh, I've been a little disappointed by him in ring recently. I think he's lost a step in ring. I think he's knocking it out of the park promo. Yeah, yeah. I watched him at Money in the Bank. I thought he was a little bit more sloppy than when I saw him like. Think LA Knight NXT. Mm-hmm. When he was absolutely banging those yeah. matches. I mean, I remember him having that standout mat, uh, performance in, uh, oh, what's it called? War Games. Yeah. He really he really shone in that. And I look back at that LA night and I've seen him a couple of times make a couple of botches. Uh, I wish him all the best. I would I love do. to see him yeah, go. Start, apparently they're going to be starting his push after SummerSlam. So yeah, I, I could see him world champion. <laughs> yeah, maybe win the Rumble. I'd love That's to see that. It's, just, it's still a way of... I, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a turn in the ride, the Rumble. Tough call, that one. Yeah. And our final question comes again from our good friend Rob Holmes this time. Hello, Rob. Uh, what were your thoughts on the FTR versus Bullet Club Gold 2 out of 3 falls match on Collision last week? We mentioned it previously. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't good. seen it yet. I haven't yeah. seen it. Very good. Very, very good. But um, after that, after what you said, Johnny, I have every intention of... 60 uh, plus minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone, for your questions. I'm afraid yes. I'm too busy watching British indie women's wrestling at the moment. Watch uh, AEW. I'm a wrestling snob. <laughs> 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 on that note, it just uh, leaves us with time to wrap up, wrap up the show. Should we just sing again? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- again, thanks, thanks to everyone that got involved. Uh, we really do appreciate it, and uh, we we can't, we genuinely can't thank you enough for taking the time to get involved, listen to us, uh, watch it's our lovely. stuff on YouTube. Um, and we will be having much more. Uh, yeah coming out very soon yeah. Yeah, um, it, it just leaves me to say uh, please go check out our um, social media pages we're on Instagram at top.turnbuckle.podcast uh, Twitter at T underscore turnbuckle pod and uh, Facebook is forward slash top turnbuckle podcast please also go and check out our good friends at Three Count Wrestling Merchandise um, their Facebook store is Three Count Wrestling Merchandise Instagram is at Three Count underscore wrestling and their Email, email, sorry. Website is threecount.co.uk. Um, also, our good friends at Easy Way Merchandise. Yes. Um, have all your t shirt and merchandise needs. Damn right. Um, if you're a professional wrestler looking for your next. Podcast t shirt. Podcast, yeah. Top yeah. Turbuckle Podcast t shirt, and you yeah. want to represent the. The crew go buy one for go buy one. all in. Yes, literally, just buy it for all in. We'll all meet up. Yes, well, I won't. Um, well, yeah, sorry, yeah, mate. Yeah. Sorry, but get on it. Seventy-five percent of us will. <laughs> Did you mention the TikTok page as well? No. Oh, we have a TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, page, mate. Uh, so we have a TikTok page. So um, it's Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Just search for that on TikTok and you'll, you'll find it. And you'll yeah. find all our TikTokness. Yes. Well, Johnny's TikTokness. I'm slowly putting a few videos on a day, so yeah, 
it's more and more and uh, please if there's any topics that you would like for us to cover in future please just drop us a message we've got a, um, the group chat on there on Facebook as well on Messenger so get involved yes. we love having feedback from you guys we really do um, it doesn't matter if you're a first time listener you know you're, you're an old school you're an OG listener from day one or a last time listener yeah yeah or a last time listener if we piss people off um yeah, if we've pissed you off, let us know that as well. Yes. All we can do is apologise. Um, or, or not. I can give a fuck. <laughs> but thanks anyway. Yes. And we'll see you in a few, well, in four weeks' time. Yeah, four. Oh, no, good God, it's next month we're going all in, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. And then October 29th, near Halloween. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I'll do a Halloween episode. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully this time next month we'll have bumped into some um, some listeners. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'll be oh. the one wearing Danhausen pants. <laughs> and nothing more. Nothing more, nothing yeah. less. Well, I've got a go for you, mate. I don't want... <laughs> I'm not asking you to hold it, you know. And holding it, that gets me onto the thought of, don't forget, hashtag... Goldberg, get off my knob. No, get off me knob, Goldberg. Get off me knob, Goldberg. Yeah. Yes. Spam us with hashtags. Thanks again, everyone. We'll see you in a month's time for uh, episode number 20. 20. Yes. Awesome. So, goodbye from me, Stu. Goodbye from me, Mary Poppins. <laughs> and goodbye from me. Layers. Right in the knob. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Dick. <laughs> 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 <laughs>